Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night. My name is Thomas and welcome to another episode of the Brocast. As I said, it's Tomo with my bro, Alan O, once again for the Brocast podcast episode number 64, L. How are you going? Good Thomas, good to see you on the Skype yet again. Yes, it is still... Quarantino times, things have sort of settled down by here, but your boys right here, your boys are actually doing your, we're still doing our recording from our respectful homes where we are. Thomas, how are you? And it is actually, we're coming up to nearly five months without recording in person. How crazy is that? Uh, it's been quite a nice, it's been kind of nice, yeah, I must oh. say. No, oh, okay. no, no, not a dig, not a dig. It's actually kind of nice to be at home where I am in, I would imagine for you, you know, not worrying, have to, me traveling over there at all hours of the day trying to organize this where we can just sit on our backsides. You can watch what you can watch. I can watch what I can watch. And we can just do it from our places of being. And you can sit there without pants. So I, I wear pants. Do you? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> that doesn't work for podcasting, Tom. Well, tell, tell people down, what I just did. Tell people what I just did. You look down for some reason. Am I wearing pants today? No, no, Oops. I forgot. Oops. <laughs> That's the 600th time this week I've forgotten. Yeah, so there's nothing worse than having a meeting and then getting up and walking out of the shot to go get a cup of coffee and then you're, oh crap, I've got no pants on. And it's on camera. Damn it. It's bare. It's bare ass Tom. Bare. Completely. Yeah, you're just like, you know what? I don't really care about today. I've got my meeting up. I've got to put oh. pants on and underpants. Put my socks on though. And yep. uh, if I'm going to get up and get a coffee, everyone can see my bare white ass. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, the camera's on, isn't it? It's all right. Don't worry about it. It's all chilled. Yeah. We're all relaxed here. We're all family here. How we go? Hey, mob. Hey, family. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about mob. I just want to give a personal shout out. It's actually Reconciliation Week in Australia, guys. And I've had a chance with this quarantine to actually, usually we would be attending Reconciliation Week events in our local community, but a lot of them have been online. So I've been able to actually go and watch a lot of events being done by 
uh, different organisations. And for those of you who don't know what Reconciliation Week is, go out there and actually find out. Um, Sorry Day was on the 26th of May, and then we've got Rec Week from May 27th to the 3rd of June. Well, let's try to explain to more of our sort of outside of Australia um, listeners. What would you say it is? Yeah, so I've actually had a conversation with a few podcasts uh, in regards to uh, Australia's culture. And mm. I had one person actually say to me, this was actually Leo. Remember Leo from Smugspot? Ah, our boys, yes. I actually asked him, I said, Leo, what do you actually know about Australia? Or what have you learned about Australia at school? Because I think if you flip it, in Australia, we didn't learn a lot of about American stuff. Well, you know, we learned a, kind of like uh, a, a different Australian history. Yeah. And he said to me, well, all I know is that you have a, a lot of your... Uh, a lot of your country is inhabitable in terms of some parts of just red earth desert, and it's yes. really far to get to. Yes. And the other thing is that uh, there's been a lot of trauma to your first peoples. Yes. And I'm like, wow. I said, how did you learn that? He said, well, we actually covered a small part in my school about Aboriginal culture and Aboriginal people within the school, talking mm. about the disconnections and you know the removals and the missions. And I thought, wow, for someone in another side of the world to hear mm. that, but then people here in our own country don't know that stuff still. No. And so that, that's an issue that needs to be rectified. Um, so Sorry Day, guys, is on May 26th, and that actually marks the, you know, looking at the forced policies that we had on Aboriginal Australians within this country and forced removals and communities and families uh, being broken apart. It's a day of reflection, really, as a whole country, to look at these past incidences and look at it and say, well, this actually did happen. Um, there's been many people within, you know, my lifetime and Alan's lifetime too that kind of have a blurred vision of what happened or would be more like, oh, no, it didn't happen that bad or, you know, uh, it wasn't to that extreme. And I think for us, we've had to live that life for many years around, you know, being living in two worlds and identifying and, and what comes with that. But Sorry Day really is a day of reflection for all Australians around what happened in the past. You cannot change, but if we all can learn to accept that it did mm-hmm. and that trauma still exists today in families... You know, it, it takes a community for everyone to be together. And that's like the quote I like to use is unity in the community. You know, we yep. need that within this type of, even the world today with coronavirus. You know, we need to be able to, you know, connect and support each other. Um, and then Rec Week itself is a week where, you know, Aboriginal Australians and non-Aboriginal people can actually come together, showcase Aboriginal culture and also shake, showcase partnerships that work between the two. So many local councils run flag raising events, welcome to countries, there's dance performances and probably the first time for us that we're actually not doing anything like that this year yes. where you know, for the last seven or eight years you and I have you know danced at all different parts of the country and this year we're not able to do that. Um, so, so I think for me it's a bit of a reflection around you know you can't change that. And I think for my kids it's another year that they've missed out and mm-hmm. I hope you know this time 2021 that we can actually get out there and you know showcase what we do. So. Get a bit of shake a leg going on. Damn right. Yep. All right, guys. In regards to this podcast, you can download all episodes on Apple iTunes, on Podbean, on Highcast, Castbox, and many different podcast streams. You can check us out directly on Twitter at The Brocast. That's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Also on Instagram, all one word, The Brocast Podcast. Now, today actually marks another wrestling companion, wrestling companion number 42, bro. 42 guys 
Now, we've Your actually boys. done many shows yeah, from the World Wrestling Federation, the WWE, ECW, WCW, but this time we're actually doing one company we've actually never even really talked about in much detail, and this is Eastern Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. This was before we had Extreme Championship Wrestling. This was the year that it did become the actual barbed wire blood, bats, and barbed wire chairs and tables ECW. Mm-hmm. We are covering ECW World When Worlds Collide, 1994. Now, this took place on May 14th of that year, um, and I actually came across this only recently when I was checking out the network, and uh, it was the ECW Super Shows tab, where there's many shows mm-hmm. that the ECW taped but actually didn't release, but the network has now put them up. And the reason why I chose this one is that there's two athletes who are teaming up on this card that Alan loves and i'm talking about yes. terry funk and Arne yes Anderson. yes and i actually don't think you knew about this show did you when i first I told you that we're covering it no idea that two of my favorite wrestlers of all time of Arne anderson of the horseman and terry funk of the funksters are going to team up tonight in a tag team match i was when you told me about this i was like what 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 am i hearing is this true it is very true and the same, I actually had never heard. I heard of World War, when worlds collide, but I didn't know that it was that was the main event because there was actually another name of this event. There was AAA when worlds collide, yes, which is what eighty three weeks has covered, which was the all Mexican based promotion event that they did with Rey Mysterio and Conan, and that yes. happened the same year as this. Yes, so same title, but from two different promotions. So what it says here, guys, on the WWE Network is this memorable event from the ECW arena features Terry Funk and Arn Anderson teaming up to take on Bobby Eaton and Sabu in the main event. The Bruiser Brothers and J.T. Smith uh, unite against Shane Douglas, Mr. Hughes, and the Public Enemy, plus 911 challenges Mikey Whitbrett for the ECW World Television Championship, and Jimmy Snookerfly takes on Kevin Sullivan and more. Now, this is very interesting, guys, because we're going back to a time where, I think, in 1904, which is a year we have not covered, but also uh, an Eastern Championship Wrestling. This is yep. before the blood and guts yep. uh, of ECW, like you said before. So this is quite interesting because, to be honest with you guys as well, too, I've watched the first 20 minutes of this show, and that's all. Yep. And I think what you so, will notice is there actually is rules to the matches. There is disqualifications. There is yeah. countouts. Yep. Where, you know, the, the ECW rules that we got to get in the years later, there was no disqualification. There was no, no count out. The only yep. thing that happened was pinfall had to happen in the ring. Mm-hmm. But still at this period, it was still an actual, I think it was an NWA branch out organization. Yes. So it was technically, I think it may have been called NWA ECW. Mm-hmm. And as we know, when Shane Douglas went on to win the NWA championship, he then threw the belt down. And mm-hmm. wanted to be known as we wanted to christen the ECW Extreme uh, Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight Title. So we're about to hit play. This goes for about one hour forty five minutes, and I'm going to throw it to Alan for our official countdown. Okay, guys, are you ready? Are you set? We should be all at the zero 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 mark. Uh, get ready to press play on When Worlds Collide, nineteen ninety four. In three, two. One hit play. Here we go. And I love that it's like, yeah, presented in the most complete possible form. Possible. Yes. <laughs> it's like it. this is going to be some old school tape. This is like some tape trading days from the old 
And look at that too, with even the little blurred line at the top of the production of it too. Like the old VHS-style quality. Tommy Dreamer there with no beard. (laughs) Young Tommy Dreamer. So I'm actually playing this with uh, one ear I'm listening to the actual show. So I'm actually listening to the old-school soundtrack they had, which wasn't the Let the Bodies Hit the Floor that we would have got in the WWE ECW timeline. Yes. You've got the Tasmaniac there just dropping a table. (laughs) Just dropping a table. Shane Douglas there. Whenever I look at this, it just makes me think of like things like Seinfeld. You know, Seinfeld in like the late 90s, early 90s. It was that kind of comedic sitcom where this has that sitcom feel with it, with the era. Yeah, it's just 1994. It, it, it's the simple times of the 90s. And here we go, guys. So we actually have covered one show from 94, which was our Clash of Champions, which was the Sting versus uh, Ric Flair, champion versus champion. Yes. And we had, was it Sensational Sherry took a crossbody from outside the ring or something, wasn't it? That was fantastic, that was. A very young Tommy Dreamer here. I remember meeting Tommy Dreamer a couple of years ago at the House of Hardcore that he brought down here to Australia. He was, he was one of the nicest guys, and he, I actually got a signed photograph, uh, a 4 by 4 of uh, Mr. Dreamer holding the ECW title, the WWE ECW title. Oh, the silver title, yep. Yeah, yeah, that title. The one we're like, hmm, okay, that one. The, okay. uh, what, the weight, the, the, the massive-looking weightlifting belt. Yeah, that one, sure. Yeah, no, I love it. He's really good on Busted Open Radio. I, love, I just yep. love that him and um, Bubba Ray, so Billy Ray, just always just go back and forth. It just reminds you of you and me. The amount of yes. fat jokes they put on each other, and they just make fun every day. And it's like, yep, yeah, and even like what poor Dave LeGreca, he's just in the middle. He's just trying to join in, but well, he's not a wrestler, but he's still well, trying to like join to say, in. Well, I just like to say to uh, Dave LeGreca, if you, you, you know, you're an ass clown for what you said a couple of weeks ago about uh, Star Wars Day. What did yeah. he say? He goes, F Star Wars. F Star Wars is for nerds. Oh. And then I said, Dave. <laughs> so every time that Dave puts something on, I'm just like, Dave, you're a dick. Oh, Al. Yeah. Eat a bag of Star Wars dicks, sir. Now, do you know who this fellow is there with the perm that they're introducing there with the there, white suit with no shirt underneath? There's so many people with perms at this time, Tom. You have to just <laughs> keep, they have to give me a bit of a t- who's who. So the Rock and Rebel is the one that's taken on Dreamer, but that was Jason on the side there. So Jason, who would go in to be the manager of Just Incredible. Incredible. Wow. Yeah, towards the end of the ECW 2002 timeline, when he, he also was Storm Marie. Yeah. Because Jason was bald uh, when he teamed up with Just Incredible. Now, this also, looking at Dreamer, this was also post the Sandman Caney, I believe. Yes, because um, as we know, I he kind of was earning he was earning his stripes here, which is why when he first debuted, he was kind of a bit fans didn't really know how to engage with him, but yep. you can see now that he's slowly earning their respect and becoming a fan favorite. What's that sign say? Kick the pretty boy's butt in the front row there. Well, look at that straw hat guy holding up that it sign. Is, yeah, it's keeping it tame, so that's nice. Kick, kick the pretty boy's butt. So, have you heard of the Rock and Rebel before, Al? No, I have not. So the Rock and Rebel real name is Chuck Williams, oh, also known as Mr. X and the Dark Ninja was other names he had. The Dark Ninja. Yeah, he actually passed away in June of 2018 at age 52. He was actually trained by Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Oi! Yeah, some old school names rest. there that we actually covered in our Capital Combat 1990 show last, or early this month, guys. A couple of weeks ago. 
Best known for his appearances in Eastern Championship Wrestling and Combat Zone Wrestling, CZW. Bit of combat, combat, uh, combat. Yeah, bit of that action, bit of violent stuff, bit of weed whacking in your future there, mate. So I'm just looking at anything that jumps out. He never had a run in WCW. It did say that he did numerous dark matches with the World Wrestling Federation. He mm-hmm. had some successful tours in Japan, Korea, and Puerto Rico before returning to the United States in 95. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking there's nothing really jumping out that he was kind of remembered for that I could see here. So, well, But it did seem did... like he was a bit of a travelling man. He wrestled in many, mm-hmm. many different pro wrestling promotions. Well, I was, was going to say, if he's had some good stints over in Japan and Puerto Rico, you, you know, he comes over to the States. Yeah, you're probably better off where, you know, on the other side of the world wrestling where the crowds are a lot more respectful and like even talking about tours guys we actually had the world series of wrestling tour that we were actually meant to have in the coming weeks it was meant to be actually happening not far from where i live it was going to yes. be a show that had like orange cassidy and i think yes. brian cage was booked for that so it's kind Big of like an aew mix show but that actually was cancelled due to covid19 it was formally stated it was cancelled but that's a show that you know, we got to miss out, and those shows are good because it's actually quite a small arena. It's not like a yes. massive crowd. It's just kind of a, a small closed group. Yes. Um, so let's hope we can get them to come back. I remember someone, like the promoter, wrote on Facebook that it hasn't been cancelled. We're simply postponing the event. So don't yeah. think that this is going to be not happening. We're going to do it. We're just trying to actually work out how we can go about doing it. Yeah, it's kind of difficult because of how the uh, World Wrestling Federation, uh, sorry, World Wrestling Entertainment and AEW and they're how they're doing their shows I mean they have people mm. in the crowds but they're all wrestlers yep. or camera people or people that work in the back which I've actually There's heard no some fans. good feedback on that I've heard some good feedback that they reckon it's a good way of slowly introducing people back even with mm. the 1.5 distancing still doing mm. that mm. it's a great thing um, I know I think it was recently on Raw they actually had um Dividers. Was it the, the clear guards or something? Clear which I was surprised uh, about that. I thought I hadn't seen that one before. Yeah, that's a new um, thing. Almost looks like a hockey game. So yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just that. reading up about this time period with Tommy Dreamer. I'm just thinking this was yeah, yeah the Singapore Kane match that Sandman and Dreamer had, where the loser had to take ten lashes. Oh yes. And they said this was a launching point for the angle that ended up blurring the divide between faces and heels. Uh, as well as the start of a new way of working the fans, especially the Smarks. Yes. Um, in the later match, Dreamer Kayfabe accidentally blinded the Sandman, not, uh, first by knocking a lit cigarette into his eye, then hitting him in with a cigarette hand in the other eye. Jesus Christ. Dreamer oh, then uh, broke Kayfabe and started aiding Sandman. He professed that he didn't mean to do it, and it was an accident as other wrestlers, both faces and heels, swarmed the ring to help. And then the yeah, then the feud with Raven was only about less than a year away, and that feud would be what from 1995 for like forever. They had that yeah, feud non-stop, for non-stop. It was uh, you had segments in uh, uh, was it ECW, and then a little bit in WWF, and then I don't know if they ever did it in TNA. Um, but yeah, just from remember. memory, there was a thing where when they there's been a few times that ECW has been brought back. Yeah, and they've been called them like you know. I think the name was was EV two is what they called the team. Okay, like it was like Extreme Version two. So it was like this is the Hogan era, mm. and Hogan oh, yes. actually brought ECW in 
and actually gave them their own show. So how we had the one night stand. Oh yes, TNA right. did that, but they called it TNA Hardcore Justice. That's right. So instead of doing hard justice, it was hardcore justice, and it was all ECW themed. I think we should do that for the, yep. for, the for the coming up of the the rest of the year or always next year. Well, that show happened in 2010 in August of that year. Okay. So Eric Bischoff was against it, so they end up doing two shows. One was an Impact, where the main event was Abyss, who was a heel, took on Rob Van Dam in a Janice on a pole match. And Janice mm. was Janice was an actual mm. barbed-wired nailed board what? that Abyss had. Yeah. Oh. And they had a ladder match where the winner had to climb up and get it down and then use another opponent. Good God. Yeah. And then the same week of that was yeah, the Hardcore Justice 2010 show, which I think the main event, I'm thinking it might have been either Sabu versus Van Dam or Van Dam versus Lynn from memory. And then WWE would do their own. Uh, yeah, know, so they would have done their one four years earlier with the one-night stands. But Raven and Dreamer have had some things in TNA where they've worked together to take on heels. Oh, okay. But it's okay. given you the illusion like he's coming to attack Dreamer, but no, he actually helps Dreamer. So. Could you give us a time cue, please? Yep, so we've got Rebels going for the cover, and we're at 9.43. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why um, uh, Jason stopped him from doing that. Yeah, no, because he was going for a pin. Yeah, he was like going. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. that's your man. Yeah, that's your man. Oh, Luther's press. It was a oh, Luther's like it. yeah. It was a Luther's press, and he actually oh, held wow. the shoulders down and got the pin. Now this is where they start to tease the breakdown between Jason and Rebel here. Oh. Um, which I wasn't aware of because again I hadn't seen this show prior to it, so I hadn't seen the previous ECW yeah. event uh, yeah, guys, when there was friction between this. the two. We had no idea what's going on. Of the mass. Oh, oh, here we go. So there's teasing Rebel something. Here. Is not with Jason, Jason, Jason. Oh, it's going by the tie. He's going to thump him. Looking to the crowd, he goes, "Oh, what's he showing him there? Money? Did he give him money?" No, he's trying Shake to say hands. it's all right, man. And they're saying that if you look at the actual cheek, if you see his cheekbone, and they're trying to yes. say that he's actually been injured, that was from the Tasmaniac. Oh. The Tasmaniac bit his face. Oh. Yeah, because one of the matches on tonight's card is what the, one of the Pitbulls is taking on Taz. Now, this is and, an interesting uh, match. Did you watch this matchup the other day? No, I, no, no. Like I said, there's bits and pieces I've watched from this. So we got Mikey Whipwreck, you know, a guy that, you know, Paul Heyman had said in the ECW documentary was just a ring crew. Just He was a fan that just became a, a member of the ring crew that helped put the yeah. ring together. He was one of us, and before yep. we came in, he came into that world. And he would go on to, uh, yeah, would go from a ring crew, from a fan to a ring crew to an actual competitor. And yes. it was actually what defeated Stunning Steve Austin when Austin was there prior to his uh, WWE stint. Correct. Um, and was just known for a guy to what that just didn't have a finisher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was that's just right. a dude that would just get beaten by everybody, and then somehow would get a cradle and get the win. I um, love the camera work in this. This is the quick camera. One guy, yeah. No, it's just the one guy, one camera up the back, just yep. going. All right, hand, hold the camera. Just on a tripod and then twisting. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We've got Paul E. Dangerously, a very skinny Paul E. Dangerously, with 911. He's a big dude. Look at him. 
He's a scary looking dude. So many mullets back here too. I love it. This is and I think too, like he was probably one of the biggest men that they had in ECW. Like I know you had Sid Vicious go over there. I think it was 99. Sid had like a couple of stints there. But when you think of the big power dude, you think of 911. There's no one else that jumps out of my mind of a big cane taker, big show brooding guy. Oh, ECW, you don't really think, do you? He, he was mainly the one I re- Or maybe uh, one of the Mamelukes. Or, no, they weren't part of the Mamelukes. Of the FBI, maybe. Or. Um, maybe, yeah, like Big Sal Graziano and that's stuff. Who like that. yeah. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, Tracy Smothers as well. When Thank he was you. There. Yep. Yep. Hey, baby. Yep, bit of action. When you got Paulie there with the phone that's not. Is, I was going to say, is that, a, is that a cell phone? It's got the antenna yep. up there. Yep. It's an old school cellular phone. You know, kids before we had, uh, you know, your iPhones and your Samsungs and your black, you know, early days of Blackberries and all that jazz. Yeah, this is what we had, guys. This is what we had back in the day. There's a shot there of the old ECW logo, and also the yellow logo down the bottom there. Yeah, well, all I see is just EC. That's about <laughs> it. And, and the one person coming up, the W. You Look, see? the big dude. So nine one one is actually still alive today. Goes by the yep. name of Alfred Prolong, also known as Al the Sledgehammer, Big Al Sledgehammer, mm-hmm. and Tombstone. Tombstone. <laughs> Six and foot eight, three hundred pounds. That's crazy. He's a big, he's a big man. And what, what title does Mikey Rip Rip Weck? So here? this is the ECW World Television Championship. He also uh, would yes. go on to become a tag champ with Cactus Jack. Yes, he did. Had a few there with the Dudleys, I think, at different times. And I think maybe even uh, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten uh, oh, for the goodness. tag belts. I think even the Eliminators, maybe. Look yes. at this choke sign. Look at... Now, the, oh, my that God, one, Mikey, Mikey did not even jump. Like, no. number one just lifted him. I don't care. You're coming yeah. up, boy. Bang. Paul Heyman looks like what he does now or a couple of months ago as uh, with his client, Brock Lesnar. My yep. goodness. And talking uh, about, uh, we had a bit of a chat recently, guys, AEW double or nothing happened, and we might touch on that later on the show, but sure. looking at, you know, Paul Lee and Brock, we're kind of seeing that with Taz now. Taz is actually the manager of Brian Cage. Brian Cage, Ooh. the former World Series of Wrestling World Champ, and also the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, is now the, uh, what, well, the winner of the... The winner of the chip? The Casino Battle Royal and the Casino Ladder Match. The, <laughs> the big, big chip. chip. Big chip. <laughs> Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh, oh my god, another one. Oh my god. So it says here that 911 yeah, did wrestle in WCW in 1996 and 1997 under the names Tombstone, Sledgehammer, and Big L. Um, Polong did not betray the Big L feud with Tank Abbott in WCW in 2000. So he actually wrestled um, Tank Abbott. So so me taking out the bins. Yeah, uh, and Tank then he ret- <laughs> the gloves on. Gloves off, shirt off. Are we going out for a third? Wait a he's minute, look take at this. the referee with him. Oh my god, he's look got the, the crowd loving it too. They are loving this. Yeah, hurt the zebra, hurt the zebra. One, two, three. Oh, oh. my god. Oh, that ref didn't jump. Oh, no. <laughs> referee ain't helping. He's like, I don't get paid enough. And ring the bell. Look at him, ring the bell. <laughs> and this is a disqualification. So that's two matches, guys. We've had in 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 the last ten minutes. Yep, we're at fifteen fifty-seven, and there's two matches already down. Here we go, guys. I hope you're enjoying. And I love how Paulie's just like he doesn't care that he, that, you know, he didn't win the belt. But how, you know, just just pose with the belt. Let's take my, him out again. 
my client is coming out to kick everyone's ass. And look and I go. think, from what I remember, 911 was the one that chokeslammed Tommy Dreamer through the scaffold of tables, I think, at Barely Legal, 1997. Because, again, that night, Tommy didn't compete, oh, but 911 attacked getting... him and chokeslammed him through the tables on the way. Oh, the ref's going up again. You're going to jump this time, boy. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, Daddy. No, Daddy. <laughs> I'm not a trained wrestler. I'm just a fucking zebra. Please don't. And you've got what Paulie, you know, doing the cross. <laughs> yeah, just oh, doing man. the biblical action right there. Go me evil on the referee's ass. Look, puts the belt on him and then shakes his hand. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks very much for the match. Well, this match actually went for one minute and 42 seconds in the book's guys. You guys wanted to get up and make a cup of tea, I think you're going to miss the whole damn thing. Jesus. Well, I think in total there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches on tonight's card. That's pretty big for oh. seven, ma- seven matches to be done in one hour 45. The referee, quick. this is the third time for the referee. He's going to die. The man has had enough. This man's got a family, goddammit. Don't do this! Oh, he didn't jump that time. He got him up hard way. Don't you love how the crowd are just cheering the referee getting hurt? They're not oh, booing yeah. it, they're cheering it. Now, are we gonna, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to see this referee later on tonight anymore. You know, is he in the next match? Good question. I hope, I hope not, because, you know, that's... With a neck brace really on. Sell. Yeah, oh, man, that would be fantastic. In His arm in a sling, neck brace. One, two, my shoulder. I can't, sorry, I can't count. I've been, I've been, I was choked down three times by... I'm still loving this one camera shot. Yeah, just a the tripod camera left, oh, right. Look at that, look at the carnage. In the ring, two men, the referee, somebody scraped the zebra off, off the road. Someone help him. That man's so got I'm just going to do head. some research here just to see where... Who did uh, Mikey win the championship from? Because if you would actually see the belt too, it's actually... That's the old belt. Because yeah. the one that I would more know is the one that RVD had, yeah. which was the more circular-looking TV championship. Yep. And he had gone on to have that title for, what, nearly two years or something like that. Yep. Before he suffered a broken leg and had to relinquish the title. As long as the re- he's getting some help. Mikey Whitbrook is getting some help from the ring. What about the, what about the Zebra? No. This is a good matchup here. Look at these two. Kevin Sullivan Ooh. and Superfly Jimmy Snooker. The old school action here. The yeah. Devil and the man who... Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to say about Jimmy. I just love about Kevin Sullivan. It's like, just take off take off me knee. I've got no knee pads. He's got no. no elbow pads. Just underwear. Just, you know, just trunks and boots. That's it. Pretty much. It's how I see myself in about 20 years when I'm in my mid-50s. <laughs> Sitting around in my underpants, uh, waiting for you know, waiting, the, waiting for the paper to to arrive. And who's this gentleman with? Um, yeah, I'm just new... about to load it up to see who this fella is. Mm-hmm. Hey, brother, what's going on, brother? What are you going to get, brother? Oh, here he comes. He's devil. He the devil. Babu Boucher. He the devil. And he even had the same exact look when he was in um, WCW, just exactly the same, just, you know, blue or red, just trunks on, sometimes no wrist tape, just coming out there. Has he got, and is he with Nancy here? Oh. Yep, so Nancy's in his corner. Well, I think she was just known as woman at this time. Yes. You want to tell your neighbours to stop honking their horns? I don't I could hear that. I don't know what that was. Yes, you are, my friend. I love you. 
Excuse me, social distancing, social distancing. Well, in the car. We live here. We live here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is the car driving up to your door, is it? Hello? Oh, jeez, still chair to the face. Another still chair. And and a frying pan, that was? From 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 someone from the crowd. And people are laughing at it. Yeah, this is back when they used to do, what fans bring your own weapons matches. Like, they would have, like, canes and, uh, you know, shopping cart or something like that, or weapons on the side. I did notice that when Tommy Dreamer came out before in his fir- in the first match, someone handed him a, a crutch yep. that you would use to, you know, that you would use for your arms, or if, you know, if you were, you know, if you had some damage in the legs or the arms. But, oh, my God, Sullivan is... Yeah, he just... took it, he said thank you, gave him a thumbs up, and then gave it back. Yeah, he said, like, I'm, I don't need it for this one. Yeah, it's not just hard throw on these that. chairs. Look at this here. Look at it. Yeah. It's a bit slow, that one, but, yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Shit. I'm just trying to think from memory, too. I think we've had Sullivan in maybe a couple of companions. We had him yeah. in the Halloween Havoc, uh, 1995 show. Yes. With the Dungeon of Doom. Um, yes. That one, I mm. love that. I actually played that show back the other day. I'm like, That's a really good show. I think most of the shows that we've been doing since we started doing Wrestling Companions. Oh my god, what's he got here? He's got a spike. He's got a spike. In his mouth. He's going to pierce his mouth. But look at that look. There's Alan right there, guys. It's Red Joxer. Yeah, Yeah, Red Joxer. That's me. (laughs) I'm not putting on pants today. I'm going out up. Yeah, next minute I know I've got grandkids coming over. No, I don't. They're out there mowing the lawn. Hey, hi, Pop. Hi, so hi, Pop. Hi, Pop. How you going? (laughs) <laughs> I'll pop. Dad, could you put some pants on? No, I will not, son. <laughs> you, you can't change me. You I'm know this. Try. <laughs> You've known this from from your youth, son. Yeah, I know. Look, he's got the crutch. He's got the crutch. Oh, my. Now, one thing, you look at all the photographers on the bottom left-hand corner. There's at least yeah. six people trying to get a photo, and then a little bit Sullivan goes a little bit crazy and runs them off because they're Love getting it. a little bit too close to him. Love it. Oh, oh, well, I'm counting oh. at least six around the side. Where's he on? Where you going, mate? So, Snooker hasn't really done anything yet. He, I, mean, he, I think he got a few shots in. Oh, what's he got there? A chain? It's a metal chain, I think he's got now. Yeah, oh, there's, that the crutch from, there's that crutch from before. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, give me that. <laughs> if Tommy Dreamer won't use it, I'll use it. I'm the devil. Good God. What's it? Oh, and I think too. The... I'm trying to look at memory. I think uh, the ECW championship Wrench. was actually won by Jimmy Snookerfly. Yes, it was. Uh, when it was actually this timeline, the uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. period. I'm just trying to find it on my note. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So it says here he won the belt in 1992 mm-hmm. in the uh, in ECW. Where's my so when did he leave the World Wrestling Federation? Because I know he came back for Taker, because he was Taker's, what, first mania. He was the first one in, what, 22 wins that Taker would have had. Um, well, so it we... says here, after leaving the World Wrestling Federation in 1992, Snooker toured uh, with various smaller promotions uh, before joining Eastern Championship Wrestling with fellow veterans Don Morocco and Terry Funk. He made his ECW debut as a fan favourite at a live event on April 25. His mm-hmm. first win was a battle royal to qualify for the ECW Heavyweight Championship match against Sal Bromino. Um, he went on to mm-hmm. become the champion, and then a day later, he dropped the title to Johnny Hotbody. After one day. 
right? Jeez. Well, when did um, his whole thing go down with Nancy? Uh, with uh, yeah, Nancy Argentino. Well, um, I think that was that was prior to this time. That was I think eighties, yeah. wasn't it? Was it eighties? Yeah, it was I'm during the World Wrestling Federation time period. Yeah, I think was this this the time where he uh, and he Snooker to... has just stolen the victory, guys. Oh wow! Okay, we had his manager held down Sullivan's legs while the referee was doing the pinfall, so Sullivan Bloody. couldn't kick out. Bloody bastard! <laughs> I would say this is one of my favourite parts of the show. Just look how crazy that Sullivan goes here. Now watch him. <laughs> here he goes. No, nothing wrong with a bit of um, yeah. You know. Look at him. No, I'm that's... not done with you yet. You son of a bitch! You come back here. Hey, Snooker, you'll come back. So here. I'm hearing in my headphone. Your... His name is Hunter Q. Is what I'm hearing from. Well, here we go. From what's his hell? What's his oh, golf Hunter club? Q's... Golf club to the groin, right there, L. Golf club to the groin. Oh no! Oh no! No need for this. No need for this. Oh. No need. And first in the with cock. the actual first with the nine iron, then with the handle. And what's this? I'm gonna de-pants him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. This actually, this is real wrestling. This is this is wrestling. Just to show sure fans that it. I really am hitting him in the groin. I want to show you exactly where the hammers, are, where the golf clubs, about to hit. Look at yeah. this. Oh, you, you, we're going to see some steel onto onto oh, nuts. God's sake! Somebody stop the damn thing. That man's got a family. Oh, the Sullivan stomp. The Sullivan stomp gives him a. And the crowd's loving this too. Brutal. Oh, what's he? <laughs> too hostile in the USA. Oh. No, you, just when you think he's done. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Here oh, he comes. What, did you say something? No, I didn't. I didn't say anything, sir. I've got internal bleeding. I'm, I'm really badly hurt. I've, I've ruptured the testicle. Please stop it, sir. Well, here we go. Look, no look, more. Look, look at the camera, guys. Look. Oh, I love See? that. He's, he's oh my god! <laughs> he attacks that one dude and chases the other ones away. Look, this is this is what they do in Japan. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he threw a chair then. He did. Please stop, no, sir. No, stop. No, please, oh, please. <laughs> oh, it's like a caged animal. These guys are loving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that type of stuff you see in Japan. Oh, here we go. Singapore, Singapore caning, caning match. match. Sandman and woman, and they're taking on. I think it's Peaches, and I'm trying to think who her partner is. I had it in my notes here too. Oh lord! Oh lord! Do you like the jacket? Do you? Yeah, sure. Okay, I love. I, I, I'm digging on Sandman's hair. Oh, with the mullet at the back. Yeah, yeah. Partly up the front. Oh, he's got a gonna have a smoke. Bit of hack action here. Woman lights him up. That was actually quite. That was actually so really it's good. Tommy Cairo and Peaches taking on Sandman and Woman in the Singapore Cane match. This goes for four minutes fifty-five seconds. So, so it's a very really... quick. It's a very quick night, L. That's all right. Not I do not mind that. Um, you know, we haven't got any long-ass matches, which is kind of nice. Oh, that kid! Don't yell at Dreamer like that, please. Oh, <laughs> not Dreamer. It's Sandman. He'll take your face off, kid. Would you say that's a mullet? Because he's kind of shaved the sides a little bit, so the length is at the back. It's a mullet. It's from 1994. That's all we had back then. I, w- I think at this, time, at this time, at age 10, I had a mullet. Yeah, you and I are the rocking the mullets or the rat tails? Rat tail mullets, yeah. Disgusting. 
<laughs> Absolutely, yep. Good times. And the referee is holding the Singapore cane. And we got a bit of Peaches action, hey? Well, this fellow, Tommy Cairo, who's going to be the partner of Peaches, is a pretty jacked up dude. Like, he's only about six foot two, but he's a muscle bound dude. There's the mm-hmm. hard hat. Look at him. No, that, yeah, yeah that's Peaches. Now, there's, um, there he is. So it says here he's most known for his feud with the Sandman and ECW. He's also the yep. co owner of the New Jersey based promotion, Force One Pro Wrestling. Uh, he started his career as a bodybuilder before training to be a pro wrestler. He also came ninth in Mr. America in 1985. Says here, in 1993, Cairo wrestled several matches in the Japanese UWF International promotion. In the same year, he joined Eastern Championship Wrestling using the song We Will Rock You by Queen. And that's funny because during this time period, wrestlers would just use real songs that existed. Yes. And even uh, WCW was doing it. And I remember yes. hearing an episode of um, What Happened When, where when they went under the, the Ted Turner deal, they were talking about, they said, well, who do we get approval from to do these songs? Approval. And it's like, well, we've never actually asked anybody. Exactly. Like, but we have to pay royalties then if we're using people's songs. We need to start making our own. Exactly. Um, like the so that we end up playing had, them, they're um, putting them on videotapes, and they were just, no one's ever actually asked a question about, <laughs> are we allowed to use the theme? Road Warriors had Iron Man. Um, I think uh, the most recent show we watched with the Rock and Roll Express, they come on, get happy, coming out with their giant boombox. Yeah. Sandman wants his hand on that cane. Well, it says here that Cairo was originally an ally of the Sandman, assisting him in his feud with Jason Knight. The alliance crumbled after the Sandman was temporarily blinded following a match and inadvertently struck his wife, Peaches. When the Sandman regained his sight and saw Cairo assisting Peaches to to her feet, he attacked Cairo. The Sandman subsequently became entangled, arranged from his wife, claiming, life's a bitch, then you marry one. And Peaches became the valet of Cairo. Okay. The Sandman, who had abandoned his surfer gimmick in favour of a pimp gimmick, claimed that Cairo had neglected to pay one of the Sandman's prostitute woman. The Sandman okay. began harassing Cairo and Peaches, demanding Cairo pay your bills, and eventually became Cairo's nickname. Oh my god, right. he was about to strike. Sandman was about to struck. Oh my god. Belly to belly suit. His, his, his real wife, yeah. Good god, oh man. Oh, wow. Following the highly publicised canning of Michael P. Fay in Singapore on May 5th, 1994, Cairo and Peaches faced the Sandman and Woman in an intergender Singapore caning match. Yes. The feud then led to a cane on a pole match on June 24 of the same year where Sandman won after retrieving a second cane from beneath the ring and dueling canes match at Heatwave in 1994 also won by Sandman. So he won most of their feud. Yep. And he just just before a couple of seconds ago from the top rope there, he hit a overhead belly to belly suplex on the floor. Yeah. And a count of and he's not he's not playing tonight. He's like a count of one, yeah. No two counts, I might get dizzy and I don't I might miss the spot. Be suplexes in regal style to underhook yeah. Tiger Bomb. Yeah. Kick Fantastic. out of one. Fantastic. 
Yeah, here, look here. Get another one. He's not even. No. I'm not selling shit tonight, guys. So he actually left. So Cairo left in the mid 90s. Uh, yeah. Had a feud against Devin Storm, which we know as Crowbar, over the North American yes. uh, Heavyweight Championship of the NWA. I'm just looking at any other companies. I don't think he did anything. No, nothing with WCW or the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, Superplex by Sandman. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh man. <laughs> Jesus. When you suplex, yeah. yeah. That, that could have ended belly. badly. That could have yeah. ended bad. When you suplex and half your belly comes up. Yeah. 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 I know that feeling. And now, t- tell us anything you know about Peaches. What have you heard about Peaches? Or do you remember anything happening to her by a certain man beast in uh, ECW? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, <laughs> you effing bee. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things. And I'm so bummed that I couldn't find it for Mother's Day uh, on my Twitter. But I actually found it a day later, and I actually shared it on my Twitter. Twitter, yep. that's Alan Ross eighty four, on Twitter, of uh, the man beast Rhino goring peaches and saying, "Happy Mother's Day, you effing bitch." And he also so, followed it up with the pole driver <laughs> from the rampway. I forgot that, but yeah, that's from right. The, uh, the actual ring guardrail onto through a table. Speaking peaches. of pole drivers, well, oh, sort of. Yeah, oh. look at it. Oh, that's that's strength. So dangerous, the old spike pole driver. Yeah, look at yeah. it. Yeah, I just always Good cringe sell. at pole drivers like that. The tombstone, you can see it's more controlled, but that one there, like even when Mick Foley used to do it, you're like, oh god, oh god, just the the yeah. the, the, the the little uh, moment of error that could occur in that. Well, I always heard that the two men who always were very protective when it came to pole drivers, like that type of style was Mick Foley and the always the man who always used to his finish maneuver was uh, Jerry the King Lawyer. I, that was the one oh, thing yes. I've read. I've read a couple of things and seen a few things online that they were the two men that if you they were going to hit their maneuver on you, they took care of you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, but didn't Jerry Lynn, maybe he had a cradle one. Remember, he would actually invert yes. the hands a bit and cradle pole driver. So it was kind of, that's even probably worse because you're not controlling both legs for the landing. Mm. But again, I don't think he ever actually did anything wrong there. He kind of no. landed that every time. Oh, DDT right there. Nope. Oh, woman's in no, the ring. Here we go. Right. <laughs> He's saying, I can hear it in my head. He's saying it right now. Yeah, I thought He's he was. Got a meow, meow. ECW, ECW. Oh, he's trying to get her out, I think, hopefully. Hope he's not going to struck her. Oh, yes, he's got a One, two. Yep. Three. And Peaches what? has pinned Sandman. Peaches has pinned that. Okay. Yep. That's one way to get over on your husband. Caning time, guys. Here we go. Yep. Oh, the referee. And talking about caning, we had the recent, uh, was it Double or Nothing, with yes. a new women's champion crown with a massive cane hit by um, Yoshida, yeah. um, um, Yoshida, defeating was... uh, yeah, Nyla Rose to win the AEW Women's World title. Yeah. Okay, now make him drop. What oh the, my god, they're going to drop okay. trout. Yep. Sandman ass. Sandman ass. <laughs> this is wrestling. This is a bit of a cockhole thing. Look at that tummy yeah. hanging out the bottom there. Look at it. Yeah, I know oh, that. Well. Oh. <laughs> What's that? The tummy or the or the caning? Both. Ah. Oh. Ah. Uh, weekends here, guys. Tom, get your. Oh my god. <laughs> weekends here, guys. Get your ass out. 
and your tummy out to get a caney. Oh, I'm not selling hey, shit. Hey, darling, you know what day it is. Oh, uh, yeah, fine. I do, Dal. It's <laughs> fine. Friday nights for the family, Saturday nights for the boys. <laughs> oh, Peaches oh, just got Did you hit... see that? Yeah, as the yeah, cane flung Peaches. back, it hit her. Yeah. Um, and then not so even... Peaches oh, she's had selling. powder thrown at her? Is that what was thrown at her? Just yeah, then? woman. Yeah. yeah. And as we know, that shit doesn't work. Oh, wait a minute. Thanks, thanks to DDP. Wait a minute. Ready to rumble. Oh, woman. Woman with a big cane. Oh, cane. No. she just gave it oh. back to him. Okay. Hang on, what's he got there? Got the oh, cigarette. Cigarette. Here. cigarette. <laughs> no. I was like a, what a fireball. Streak style. No. <laughs> oh, we're still waiting to do that, guys. We're still doing that. Yes, yeah, so I've got do it locked Hogan in the calendar, Warriors. guys. I've got that locked in our year, in October yes. of this year, guys. We're doing Halloween yes. Havoc 1998. Yeah, get ready to be sad. <clears throat> oh, woman gonna... here. Oh. Yeah, smack the bottom. Smack. Oh, she's doing it too, too. She's doing it to Sam and she's trying to drop trail on him. Alan. This is a bit of kinky action here, guys. A bit of wife swapping. You know? <laughs> ECW. Uh, on my bottom. It, 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 it's sore. Oh, man. What's he going to do? Jesus. This what's he going for now? Is he DDT or what? This is the stuff you want to do to your missus. This is wrestling in 1994. Hey, guys. Welcome to the broadcast. Want to see a pip? <laughs> and the Singapore game bounces off the ground and, and the woman almost tries to catch it. Good night, everybody. Look at and that. See 30... that? Oh, just ashing on it. Yeah, ashing just on flicks, the, flicks the ash uh, on it. That's a. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. That's a bit mm. dangerous. Love yeah. you, Dal. See you back. Love see you, you backstage. All <laughs> right. Have a beer together. And then, when, then on Sunday we'll take the kids out. That's take them to the park. <laughs> we're taking, we're going to go to the park and get some ice cream. Oh. We guys, we are in uh, the the thirty eight minute mark of the show already, guys. This is and moving we're already fast. we're four four matches down. We've only got three left. Good God, yeah, really? The co-main co event though is almost twenty five minutes. I'm not going to complain about that. That's okay. Oh, we got some. Oh, we got some blood action. <gasps> Peaches, are you okay? <laughs> My head hurts. Is your bottom okay? I can't move. I can't move. My bottom hurts. Your butt hurts. What about my back and head? Oh, here we go. Now, ECW yeah. grudge match. The Pitbull with Jason takes on the Tasmaniac. The Tasmaniac, bro. Bro. Is that the referee that hey. got chokeslammed? No. I'm just looking no. there. Oh, it is. Look. He's oh, back. no. John Moore. Please don't. Is this number four for him yeah. here, I think? Look at that. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yes. You stay down. You pretend that you're dead. Oh, look. Why? What, what did this referee do? Stop getting he... up. I'm not getting up. Does he have pictures of um, 911 or something? You know? Oh, or did he take advantage? Did he, take, uh, did he talk to his missus somehow? What is looked, going on? He just looked. He just looked at her backstage. He looked at her. <laughs> a passing glance got him. Got his ass in trouble. Yep, an accidental wink, and that's all. Yeah. It. That's it. I opened the door for her. That's five okay. choke slams to that poor referee. He, he, my God, what did he do? Only in Philadelphia. Now, from memory, I don't think nine one one actually won oh, a sure. championship in ECW. He's coming after him. 
No, because he's trying, he's trying to eat that referee, that poor guy. And I stand corrected for that is John Finnegan. Now this and Finnegan man, Finnegan came back, yes. um, I think, for WWE ECW. Well, John Cena punched him in the face. At, Did at, he? At, 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 yeah, because he wouldn't count to three. Oh, that's right. And John Cena at one night stand and go ahead. And then all of a sudden, Paul Heyman became a referee and um, got the one, two, three, and everything was okay in the world. Yeah, and then we got we got Kane and Taker and Batista on ECW. So don't forget Big Show, change the channel and do rag Vince. Me, <laughs> oh, here we go, Jay. and do rag Vince and Bobby Lashley and yeah, yeah. So the same Taz, Taz, the Tasmaniac yes. bit Jason's face. Now is this Pitbull number one or two? So this is Pitbull one that we have yes. here. So this is Gary Wolf. Yes. Um, both members of the Pitbulls, I think, have passed on, I believe. Um, so his finishing move was the Death Valley Driver and Modified yeah. Powerbomb, managed by Francine and Jason. Um, yes. But I think, yeah, he was one of the ones when they did the ECW tribute package during the one-night stand of yeah, passing athletes. He was one of the names I think they had up. Like all the brothers. Where's the Tasmania? Where is he? Oh, God, here he comes. Oh, Taz Jesus. Was oh, Jesus. Dun, 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 Running in like a Walter and Warrior. Oh, look at this guy. You know what terrified me when he came out with Brian Cage? He just... He, Brian Cage had the ladder in his hand and he ripped it in two. Yep, and it looked like it was going to go flying. I thought it was going to hit yeah. Taz. Yeah, but then Taz... And then he went halfway to, with him and he went, you know what, I'm out. I'm not coming out. No. no, no it was no, a good no. promo he actually cut this week on Dynamite to John yes, Moxley directly. That yes. was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, so Taz was actually known as Kid Crush, also the Tasmanian Devil, Taz yes. Taz, who we know, and then there was T A Double Z, which was his WWE yes. name that we would have had. Now I'm just looking here. This was also around the timeline when he got his neck injured, where he suffered yes. the broken neck um, during a tag team matchup. I'm just finding exactly where it actually happened. So here it says here is the Tasmaniac was actually put out of action with a legit injury in 1995. Um, on July of that year, during a tag team match, oh. two called Scorpio and Dean Malako delivered a spike pole driver to him, and though he knew it was about to be performed, he did not have time to properly protect himself. As he explained on the DVD documentary The Rise and Fall of ECW, I landed right on my forehead and jacked my whole neck back, and that was it. The neck injury was so bad that, according to Tommy Dreamer, hospital staff couldn't believe that he had walked into the hospital under his own uh, volition that night. Although he was unable to wrestle, Paul Hammond continuously paid him due to the um, oral agreement that was made between the two. Yep. And then when he came back, it was Is the that... short buzz cut that he had. For a minute there, I thought that um, Taz tapped out then, but I'm like, no. To the headlock. Straw, straw hat guy. Oh my god! You imagine if you're part of the Tasmaniac Dojo? No, nah, you don't. No thanks. Oh, I'd oh love to meet Taz if you ever came down here and did some stuff. Like if there was Same. ever an AEW show in Australia. Yes. Another thing I found out too. You know the Fighter Fest that they've got coming up. Yes. Did you see what Tony Khan recently was talking about with that event? No. Tell me. 
the original plan prior to COVID-19 was actually to do Fighter Fest in London. Oh, yeah, so they cool. actually would have gone international and done Brian Cage Moxley in London. So talking about expanding AEW out of America and doing a more worldwide tour. So maybe the possibility of an Australian event is in the works for maybe a few years from now. Oh, my. So Pitbull, they're saying here that the crowd is chanting Mikey, Mikey, Mikey after Mikey Ripwreck, who would believe Mikey Ripwreck beat Pitbull for the television title. And he's not a happy camper about this. Oh, is that what they just said? So it was... Yes. Is that who won? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I know at this time period, the Tasmaniac and Sabu actually, I think, won the tag team belts for ECW. Yes. So it says here, during his second reign as tag team champion with Sullivan, the Tasmaniac became a double champion when he actually won the TV title for one night in March of 1994. For most of that year, he floated around the tag ranks, teaming with different partners. He held the title once again with the Sabu, but Sabu was legitimately fired by ECW owner Paul Heyman for no showing an event in favour of touring Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. In August of 1994, the Tasmaniac competed in a one-night eight-man tournament for the vacant NWA World Heavyweight Championship, losing to eventual winner Shane Douglas in the quarterfinals. Oh, look okay. out. I didn't know that, actually. didn't even know Taz was in the tournament. Oh, power slam. Pitbull going for a... Oh, a knee drop right onto the throat. It's actually kind of funny watching a Taz match in ECW and him not doing the... Uh, the Road Warrior type of non-sell. Now yeah. know, he's taking all the bumps and he's getting all the moves in and he's getting hurt. That's probably the one takeaway that I think I've noticed since going back and covering the old NWA, WCWs. People didn't sell a lot for other people. Like, no. they would throw legit punches and then say with their opponent back. Like, there was no selling of the moves. It was like, quickly move on to the next thing. Yes. Oh, it's Jason's not- got... Jason had Taz around the throat there with the referees back to him. Yeah, I was thinking, why is ref and Pitbull talking? And I'm like, oh, probably a distraction. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, we've got a leg lock, a knee lock. The knee action here, guys. A bit of knee action. So this match is Straw 8.45, hat, yeah, which is our longest match so far. Um, okay. So the next matchup is our... It's actually a handicapped matchup in our next co-main event. I think it's four on three for that one um, and well, then our tag match is almost 20 minutes long so we've got almost like 50 minutes of action still action question yep is it still <clears throat> possible to listen to your show the Mr. MMA Action Podcast to be honest I'm not sure okay um, if it is I don't know if I've paid the membership for my monthly SoundCloud but yes. I do have all the actual original companions and all that Okay. I have been thinking about maybe adding them to our broadcast feed. You should do like, that. That's a way that people can go back and listen to them. Yes. So we did at least 10 of them, I think. 10 different uh, UFC fight companions, guys. And was it, I think that was like 2017, now. Yes. Like, I think this, this show has just days. gone, just, just taken off. When my other show just went down and just, uh, yeah. No, it didn't go down. It's just because life became different. I just didn't have time to do two shows. I just was too busy with my own job. So just flat out, just being, just doing <coughs> stuff, guys. That's what I do. Just, just sitting there thinking, there. just thinking around outside, calling for UFOs and you know Stephen Greer and all that stuff. Picking your bum, and smelling it. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what? What's that? Oh, it's corn, is it? Oh, a bit of corn, Mitch. Hmm. Indian Jesus. last night. Oh, Alan. my God. Jeez. So, while this match is happening, do you want to have a bit of a chat? Um, from our last episode, guys, we actually had the end of Dark Side of the Ring, Season 2. Yeah. And we actually had the Owen Hart episode was the last episode of that season. And what's your takeaway from uh, from that last episode? Uh, great. Uh, I found a, a great season finale. Uh, I cried. I cried buckets in this episode. Mm. I watched it Same. with my partner. Yeah, I watched it with my partner, and she uh, she just, oh, my God, Taz, Danny goes hard. Um, it's just sad. You know, he, the hell, he, was, he was a family man. Um, and I think it was Jim Cornette saying that he uh, he went to work and he died at his job, He you know, and he couldn't be with his family. He said goodbye to his family and they never got to see him again. But the stuff that was really disturbing was how they continued the match. Mm. Uh, or the, the night, the whole match, and it was... Um, and I, th- and that- I, think, I think that matchup was probably, I think it was the third match of all the card. Yeah. So it was around the halfway point. And then having Jeff Jarrett and Deborah going, Owen, we're thinking of you and we love you. That was totally, that, that wasn't scripted. Hmm. And then next minute, that, cause that was the next match. It was Val Venus and Nicole Bass take on Jeff Jarrett and Deborah. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And if they don't have that match on the network because I think they do. I don't know. I haven't gone back and watched over the edge, but you can actually still see a mark hmm. uh, in the ring where Owen landed. Well, Mick Foley um, talked about that in his book. He said he actually remembers he sure having did. his matchup, and he said, I took a move, and as I rolled, you could still see where Owen had impacted. Yes. But it hadn't fully been cleaned up, no. which is just yeah. crazy to think about. Um, I think the part that got me majorly is that as he was, because they had uh, referee um, Jimmy Corderas, I think it was. Yeah, Jimmy Corderas, yep. Yes. He... Remember turning around and heard um, mm. Owen screaming, "Look out!" Now, if that doesn't show you right there, purely he was looking out for, you know, he, he wasn't, he didn't have a massive ego. There's a win there yeah. for the people over the Tasmaniac. Um, he wasn't, he didn't have a big ego on him. He was, yeah. Well, he's like, I don't want the fans to get hurt. I don't want well, the cameraman yeah. to get hurt. I don't want the ref to get hurt. I'm plummeting. <laughs> I am plummeting to a certain death. Yeah, and I I don't want anybody to get hurt. So it just proved right there how much of a massive heart that mm. he had. Um, to have his wife, because she, uh, she never really wanted after his death, she never wanted anything to do with wrestling. Uh, she didn't want anything to do with WWF or WWE at the time because again, she blamed them. She lost her husband and the father of her children. Because uh, he plummeted to death on their mu- on on their watch, which was. And sad. I think the crazy thing that I reflected on it, and I'd probably think I never really thought about it. I was I'm the same age now that Owen Hart was when he died. Yes, you are. Like I'm 34 years old, and to think Owen Hart was only 34, and I couldn't 34. imagine. I've got I've got three kids, and I just couldn't yes. imagine my wife having to just pick up and try and run with it. Like mm. to think 34 years older, like that's just that's yeah. it wasn't even at the peak of his career yet. You know, you think of guys still going down in their forties. AJ Styles is in his early forties now, That's still right. going strong. Chris, so Chris Jericho will be fifty. Yeah, I know. And again, these guys, uh, 
yeah it, it, it was just the, it was a great episode it was nice to have a lot of the family footage that we got to see um Owen and how he was and how a prankster he was and how his kids just idolised him and, mm. and he was the day of his funeral it was like you, you think like a politician or someone like a martyr like a, a someone who who's high up in the religious state had passed away or you know mm-hmm. it was like a president or something you know he had thousands they had cars and thousands of people yeah, they had highways out. highways shut down cars pulling yeah. over to let let them go through let the procession yeah. to go yeah. through and yeah, it's just good match. And, I think and I think great. you and I discussed it after, and I think what, the one thing we both noticed mm. it did feel a little bit rushed of a show. Yes. Like it was very quick compared to the um, the other shows that we saw. It seemed like a very quick show, quick um, recap. I would probably say great oh. season overall, a very good yeah. season. I'm even thinking about going back and watching it all again because I really enjoyed, Same. you know, the Legion of Doom episode. You know, cocaine and cowboy boots. One of my favorite, as I said last time, guys. One of my favorite wrestling episodes of a show. Um, oh, what I wouldn't mind doing if um, if you're up for it as well for the rest of the year, if we can go back and watch uh, season one, because I don't yeah. think this is the first time we've really talked about this actual show of Dark Side of the Ring on our show. <clears throat> and I actually haven't seen all of season one. So I'm happy to go back really. during this time and go back and watch it and then you know, talk, have a chat to you about it all. Great, great. Cool. So watch this space, guys. So this Ooh. is our co-main event. This is uh, goes for 24-52, guys. This is a handicap match. We've got GT Smith and the Bruise Brothers. Do you know who the Bruise Brothers are, El? Uh Am I going to say Bruiser Brody's legitimate sons? <laughs> who do you think they are? I have no idea. Sorry, I don't know. It's the Harris brothers. Oh, good gravy. Yep. It's the disciples the of the apocalypse. <laughs> the Nazi twins. It's Russo's boys. It's what? Gerald and Patrick from WCW. That's yep. right. Gerald and Patrick. So the Bruise brothers, yeah, Ron and Don Harris. We've yes. actually uh, had in one of our TNA show that we did, what, last year? Our TNA, TNA May. May. Yep. NWA pay-per-view number one. Um, yeah, so GT Smith, the Bruise Brothers, taking on Shane Douglas, who's the ECW champion, Mr. Hughes, and public enemy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. So it's four on three. Uh, <coughs> yes, this public enemy. Do you guys want to talk with Bradshaw and Farouk? No, listen, guys, we just want to, uh, we want to go over and we yeah. want to try doing something different, all right? So, so if you guys just wouldn't mind laying down and just taking all the moves and getting taken at one, two, three. <laughs> Just go with it, all right? We're known for table spots, so if we could just maybe put one of you through a table from a moonsault, that'll be really good. Yep. So, Bradshaw, you don't <clears> use <throat> mine, mate. Would you? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, man, damn, that's no problem at all. Let's go kill those mother assholes. <laughs> be like one second later. Let's go kill them. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to go and find that. It might be on another raw. I want to go and find that actual match. Yes, same here. Now, the thing is great about this match, it actually goes for half an hour because it's an elimination match. Um, This isn't just a four-on-three, one-pin to a finish. It's actually elimination style. Okay. Here we go, guys. So we've got 40 minutes left in the show, you're saying? Yeah, in total, yeah. Because there's actually, even after the main event, there's a a few promos after it that are shown as well. So while this match is going, guys, I want to give a bit of a shout-out to one of our sponsors. As we do each and every episode, I'm talking about Rogue Energy. 
So Rogue Energy is a healthy energy and focus supplement created by Overpowered Labs. Our zero-calorie, low-sugar formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. It's been designed for those people with active lifestyles and for people who need a better performance out of their energy drinks. When you choose Rogue Energy, you're choosing great taste, elite energy, and unparalleled mental function all wrapped up into one simple energy drink. And today, guys, through the actual broadcast, we're actually giving you guys a chance to actually get a really good deal. Now, we actually uh, partnered up with Rogue Energy, I think it was about a month and a half ago, and we've actually uh, worked out a way that you guys can actually get a bit of a deal. Now, using the promotional code 2702 on your purchases on rogueenergy.com, you will get 10% off your purchases. This could be their shaker cups or their actual flavors, including grape, uh, watermelon, berry. There's a range of stuff they're putting out each and every day. But rogueenergy.com, use your promotional code 2702 and get 10% off your purchases. And I think you're actually you're a customer of Rogue Energy. I am, I am. I just ordered myself one of the shaker cups. I'm hoping to get in the uh, in the mail uh, momentarily. I know what's going on with the world right now with with, with the COVID. Um, yes, I'm just looking forward. I mean, I I do want have one of the actual tubs of purple grape, and that's some really good stuff. But uh, I'm hoping to get a shaker cup and using that promotional code twenty seven oh two. And we're back. Look at that long hair of the. I just, I just think it was. A, we actually Weird. covered it when. Um, <clears throat> what was the show where we had Disciples of the Apocalypse? Was it a Survivor series? Yes, it was. And they were. It was the Harris brothers teaming up. It was like it was against the. Um, was it Krugan and his team? Oh, what they yeah. call what was that old stable they used to have? Um, the Jackal Honestly, that was in it. Oh, oh yes, no, sorry. The the. Um, God damn it! What was it? The truth, the truth Commission. The Truth Commission, that's right. With what? With Cannon as well, yeah. Cyrus the Virus was their manager and he wrestled with them. Yeah, it's kind of weird seeing the Harris uh, bros with um, long hair. Like rock style hairs that here. They are really isolating on the leg on one of the. I don't know if that's Ron or Don, but either way, look at that. Look, that's smart. Oh, he's tapped out. Did he tap out there? So I'm actually watching a lot of um, old Shane Douglas in uh, NWA when he was teaming up with uh, what John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace. What was their name? Was the like, surfers. The surfers, eh? Yeah, not the surfers, but they were like, uh, God damn it, they were the, um, we talked about on the most recent show of last and uh, they like the cool dudes that came out with the skateboards and the frisbees and let me find the uh, name of the team I'll uh, find cool. it here should be using the power of our brains not internet come on it was called the dynamic dudes, dudes. was their name yeah. thank you yes yeah, that's right. hey, so it says here what Mick Foley had uh, actually uh, opined the name since neither Ace or Douglas knew how to ride a skateboard the fans totally saw through the character and refused to buy into it. <laughs> oh, no. Jim Cornette, who was managing the Midnight Express at the time, decided to manage the duo to help them get over. So how did Speaking they actually Jimmy split Cor- up? Speaking of Jimmy Cornette, we, uh, you put a tweet up the other night that you and I were both listening to his, uh, he and Brian Lass's uh, 
review on AEW's Double or Nothing 2. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished it. I'm about probably 15 you, minutes left. Yeah, you, I haven't you finished need it yet. To, you need to listen to this show, man. Man, they... Whew, Jimmy was on fire in that show. Just, you know, just full of anger. Full of anger yeah, towards, I noticed uh, that he's... As the episodes progress on, and the more AEW he watches, the more he's just getting wilder and wilder and wilder. It's just not him. He doesn't like the idea of the, you know, the, the what is it, the, uh, what was it called, the matchup, the stampede, the stadium stampede? Yeah, I've yeah. seen some tweets online that people had written exact quotes of what he said, and I'm like, Jesus, I could see him saying that. Yep, exactly. Well, in a way, it sounds terrible, and I do love <laughs> AEW. But some of that stuff that we did see as a guy who does, who grew up watching the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era of wrestling, watching ECW and WCW close down, he was kind of, he's on the mark a little bit because some of mm. the shit that we did see at AEW was nonsensical. What, yeah. what was, what was some of the main pl- points of doing this sometimes? In wrestling, yes, it, today, the wrestling that we are now watching today is a bit of ha-ha. Yep. And he did say that in the show, that the, the wrestling that he loves has become very, very comical. It's become yeah. more of an entertainment show than a wrestling show. There we go. It's what's even like looking at WrestleMania that just happened with the Boneyard match, you know, the the match with Cena and... Uh, and Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, it's becoming entertainment. It's kind of blurring yes. the line more towards wrestling. One of the tweets yeah. I saw people saying, why is there a wrestling ring there during that matchup? Yeah. Like, there was a ring there, but if you look at the time check, majority of that match was around the arena. The ring didn't yes. really do anything. <clears throat> the one thing that made me kind of, that I couldn't get into, and it was the spot where one of the Bucks was doing the suplex from yeah. one field, from one side to the other. And I'm yeah. like, oh, he's still doing it, is he? Oh, okay. Like, I wasn't jumping out of my chain, oh, this is awesome, this is cool. It's like, okay, I don't know. Why wouldn't he? I'm like, where's his teammates breaking that up? Like, how would you let your teammate get suplexed, you know, 50-something times continuously from one goalpost to the other? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's looking like it's too spotty. Like, there's too many spots. Like, people are gathering together. Yeah, get your spot first. He's about to jump. Like, you're all talking. If I see another guy, and I'm sounding a lot like Jim here, but I hate seeing that spot. Where everyone has to come together <laughs> and then like I'm gonna to climb to the top rope, hope someone catches me. You know what you do? If you see someone on top of a ladder who's about to jump on you, what would you do? Move the F away. Like, no, you're not falling on me. That that happened a few times during the match and I'm just like Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, it, you actually sound again. very you sound very much like Zack Saber Junior when he took on uh, Kaio Ibushi. Where he says, if he decides to jump up into the into the uh, the crowd and leap on me, I will just move. Why move. would I stand there? <laughs> well, we, again, you know, I think it's because you're getting paid thousands of dollars to wrestle. Yeah. And again, if someone's going to jump on me, no, 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 no one's. Just move. Just move to the left. Move to the right. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a very rocks. known spot that we see in other ind- independent promotions where everyone gathers together. I and I know T- TNA has done it a lot with like yeah. an Ultimate X match. Like everyone's gathering and then someone falls down. 
but it's like, what are you guys doing yeah. in the interim? Like, you just, yeah, you can see them talking the to each other. They're talking. They're just... Yeah, just, yeah, punch me again, mate. Yeah, punch me, yep. Yeah. yeah. Just silly stuff. But overall, I think some of the matches were, were quite good. Um, I know yeah. that Jimmy represents a certain, I would say, era of wrestling as well. Like, I think, not that he's yeah. stuck in a time, but he's set in his ways. He knows what he yes. likes. Yes. And it isn't that. And I think Brian trying to get Jim to watch this stuff is because people are asking. They want to know an old school person's perception on, on New Day things. But mm. I think with Jimmy, you're always going to get the same reply. He's oh, not going yeah. to talk about what he likes a lot. Um, one person I think that he always talks positively about is um, John Morrison. And I know yes. that they had done work together. And recently where they did the Mania, the triple threat ladder match, he mm. said, you know, Morrison is someone that deserves better than that. You know, he talks yes. always very highly of him, doesn't like The Miz and all that stuff. He yeah. really hates, I've noticed too, um, doesn't like the best friends, you know, the Trent and uh, Chucky Taylor team. He hates and Orange pockets. Cassidy. Pockets. Pockets. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that doesn't I mean, like Marco I, Stunt I, and Luchasaurus and... Dino. That's his name. Yeah. Today. Yeah, Dino is now known as Luchasaurus, and um, oh, oh, geez, come on, Mr. Hughes. And we've got what well, I would say, you know, the Jungle Boy MJF was a great matchup. That was a good matchup between the yeah. two. You know, I think he, Jungle Boy is only twenty three as well, so yeah. But he also talked up um, MJF. Yeah. In his most recent show, because this kid lives his gimmick. Yep. Just like the wrestlers did back back in the day, where you know you lived your gimmick at all times. You're you know if you're an asshole in the ring, you're an asshole in real life. Well, it's not like you know oh, the, the lights go down. I'm sitting there getting selfies with fans. I don't want to talk to you. Like he mm-hmm. plays that gimmick on Twitter. He plays it in person at meet and greets. Yep. If I'm employed yep. to meet it, be at a meet and greet, you're going to get me. You're not going to get somebody else that's just playing a character. I'm going to get a picture with you and not smile and take your money. So, Yeah. But again, um, that's... Like you just said then, it's <clears throat> entertainment now. Well, yeah, there's something that... I think that one of the quotes I saw online is that he said, I'm, I'm disappointed in Jim Ross, I'm disappointed in Tony Schiavone yes. for not saying yes. anything and not standing up and saying, what are you doing? He said, I'm disappointed in all the yeah. talent involved in the... Uh, the stadium stampede yep. matchup, and if I see them, I'm going to tell them how I feel. So yep. interesting. And he pretty much, yeah, he just told me that he he hates AEW with a passion. Now, mind you, I I enjoy watching AEW. Not sometimes it's just for the wrestling. Sometimes it's for the promos, um, like the nonsensical shit. Sometimes of, hey, I'm jumping off the top rope. Everyone get together quick. <laughs> Quick huddle together. Hulk, no, no, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. Keep punching me. Keep punching me. Uh, and just waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, <laughs> on the last show too, I really, I, I got excited to see Arn Anderson and um, Jake the Snake in the ring, sitting together. Yep. And I was sorely saddened when I watched it. I was like, mm-hmm. two of my favorite guys in the ring, and I got something to show you. I got something to show to you. It was like watching two old timers in a retirement house. You know, I want that last piece of bread. No, it's my bread. You can't have that. And that sounds terrible because I love watching these guys wrestle when I was a, a little bit younger. 
But yeah, instead of watching now, the whole live promo, I watched a recap promo, and I just kind of sat there, just gri- kind of gripping my teeth, like, "What is this? What's going cringe. on here?" Yeah, it was cringy <laughs> city, man. And it was just like, oh, I got something to say to you, and it was like, "Where our path?" And and if you look at it, it's like, "Oh wow, he's got your arm was right." Their paths have never um, parted, you know. They've never seen each other in the ring, and now they're finally in the ring, and it's like, "There's a reason why you guys went wrestling together." Because there's no chemistry, sadly. Yeah. What's your uh, take on the TNT Championship belt design and the flat that that belt got? What the? F- <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say the f word. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to swear too much on this show, but what the fuck is that? Yeah. What was that? And uh, I wasn't done yet. I'm sorry, it wasn't done yet. <laughs> we were rushed. You've had how long to get yeah. this ready, guys? Supposedly, the fella that did the belt up had said that he actually posted the full design of what it's intended yeah. to look like. Yeah. But there's been yeah, restrictions the getting the belt designed. So the, the yeah. show that Cody did recently on Dynamite, he still had the old belt. They still haven't received the new belt yet. Yeah. Um, it's meant to still be red and silver, but it'll be mm-hmm. more detailed in the plate that you actually get. Yes. Um, I've seen so much negativity on it. For me, it kind of screams old-fashioned NWA World TV title to an extent. It um, screams <clears throat> WWE uh, 2K20. Uh, uh, core maker title <laughs> where some 12 year old's gone you know what I'm going to make a WWE championship belt hope somebody downloads it too that's what it looked like it's, yeah. it, it, it's not a good looking title and why they're going <clears> there <throat> then why There's the no question people are saying is what's with the house on the side what's that side panel bit and that's actually the home of um, Ted Turner on, well, on, uh, that, that design is actually his home the actual TNT logo that's just in the center, that's meant to be a lot more uh, upgraded. Mm-hmm. People are also comparing it to the Raw Tag Team Championship that we have with the red and silver that we have currently on Raw. Uh, I like the idea of the belt, but I kind of wish they waited. If they knew they weren't going to have the official one, just don't do it yet. Don't, don't actually bring it in. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Cody winning it? I know that's been a bit mixed online too. It's my promotion, and Cody, I, I love Cody, but this is how I'm going to sound like this, but Cody, you're drinking the same Kool-Aid as Triple H. Yeah. Where Cody, a couple of months ago, um, said, if I lose this match against Jericho, I will never go for the World Heavyweight Championship match ever again, in the, as long as I'm in, in AEW. But you're like, well, that's BS. And then... All of along, he comes along and says, "Oh, you know what? I need to be in the uh, in the title contention. I'm the number one man here. How about you give me a belt? You know what? Sounds like a dusty finish." And that's what people are saying. It's like a new version of what his dad was doing with with Dusty's booking. You know, back in the NWA WCW timeline. You know, booking himself into championship match opportunities or high profile matchups. And if you even look at the picture now to think, you know, Hangman Page, Cody, Omega, all mates who are all champions. Everyone's you know, we've we got yeah. Moxley, he's not really tied to them, but the elite kind of have all the belts. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, uh, yeah. And Mike Tyson being in the ring. It's, it's guys, it's 1998 again. Do you remember Mike Tyson? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, Paul, what's your take on the Tyson stuff? But yes, <clears throat> seen yeah. this before. We saw it back in 1998. 
but struggle, struggle they're getting that t-shirt off too oh man I've never seen such I am a real American that really yeah. struggled that hang time. on wait 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 wait. <laughs> and he was struggling but the thing did you notice uh, Henry when... Cejudo and Vitor Belfort there on the yes. side there two former UFC champs on the side yeah those guys that looked a bit uh, uh, crunchy they look very and even crunchy. what is it uh, JR and we've got Henry Henry there Henry yep. Henry like he can, Henry. can't you say Henry. Cejudo can't you read Cejudo on the, on the t- he's looking like, at it's Henry Cejudo. He's looking at that with his like, one good oh, eye. It's Henry. It's Henry. You got, you got Henry Cejudo. Cejudo. Sassafrach. Henry Sassafrach. Cejudo. Yeah, no, but, silly. Um, but the well, thing people are saying, me, so hold on, you're building, you're building a Tyson-Jericho feud off a feud from that happened in another promotion. It happened. Yeah. It happened. What, what, what were we saying? 22 years ago. That yeah. happened, did it? Am I, am I well, right? Well, they're, they're trying to copy... Yeah. It's it's the Austin uh, Tyson. Yes. But Tyson and Jericho had a, had a short stint in the WWE when there was something on yes. Raw years ago. So that's what people are saying. You're building off your storyline off an old WWE storyline between these two to build your own ratings, and you're referencing that on your show. I don't know if this well, is leading to an actual matchup. Uh, I have heard that that uh, I've seen two rumors. <clears throat> I've seen yeah. rumors of a Tyson Jericho matchup happening at All Out. Oh no! And then I've also heard of uh, Vitor Belfort, who was next to Tyson on his left hand side. Yes. He's also open to teaming up with Mike Tyson to do a matchup against the Inner Circle. You'll be uh, Jack Hager. <laughs> Jack Hagar in the ring with him as well. Jericho and Hagar versus those two. <sighs> yeah. Well, the thing that got me, just trying to say it back before, is that when Lance Archer came out and choke slammed the fellow in the ring, and Mike Tyson's face of like he was meant to be shocked, then he laughed. Yeah. Giggle. I'm like, and I'm like, you idiot. You have just then non-selled right there. Yep. You're meant to be intimidated by this man. The man's a giant. But here we go. He's just... <laughs> he laughed. Then, about 10 minutes later, they they, feel, they go <laughs> to him, sitting on the chair next to the, um, the ring announcer, yawning. Yep. And they go and they pan. They quickly pan and they pan away back to the match. And you can hear Excalibur, JR, and, and Tony Schiavone silence. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, What do we do? What do we say? Oh my God. You know, here's the guy. I mean, what time is this in the night? At 8 30, 9 o'clock at night, they're doing this filming. And it's probably after Mike Tyson's bedtime. He's in his mid 50s, having a yawn because he's bored. He's a bit sleepy. But it's like no one's communicating, saying, hey, Tyson, we're going to jump to you in about five, four, three, two, one. They've just turned to him. They've just turned to him. No, one, no one's told him that we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but even I watching him like... on Dynamite with the thing with Jericho, it's like he was not, like, you know, interrupting when Jericho's trying to speak. Like, you can tell they hadn't rehearsed this. this bit. Yo, man, you want to say to you, man? <laughs> it's like, Tyson, just... go out there and intimidate Jericho. But it wasn't yeah. talked about what to say or how to do it it just come across really tacky and even Jericho screaming for Tyson's name to end that week's dynamite I want Tyson 
I want Tyson. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're back in 98 Tyson, now. Tyson, right hand, right hand. Thanks, JR. Yeah. Right so, you know, <laughs> we sound like a there's winners and there's losers. I get yeah. And at there's the end winners. of this, yeah, and how we look at it, we're all losers because we all because <laughs> we all watched it, guys, and that sounds terrible. Because again, I don't watch WWE anymore. Yeah, I haven't watched a Raw, a SmackDown, or an NXT since. Oh, probably maybe. I've lost count. I don't know. It's been a couple of months now. Yeah. Probably since I haven't COVID. watched a full. I haven't watched a full show of Raw or SmackDown probably since Royal Rumble. Okay. It's mostly been recaps and, and reading results, but I haven't yep. fully watched the show. I watched WrestleMania, but other shows not as much. Um, yeah, and I was just going to say you're yeah. rocking your TBK AEW shirt. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, I love you, man. Thank you for doing this for so much, but I'm like. Maybe I don't know what to do now. <laughs> we should make an I uh, an old uh, WCW Saturday Night's Main Event type of shirt in there. Oh yeah, or worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide, there we go. Oh my goodness! Oh, he's down. One. So we've kind of haven't talked a lot about this matchup. There's no, been a be... lot that's going. It's really Ooh. been JT Smith selling everything from everybody. A lot of now, leg locks. If you would actually notice that ha- his team's all gone. Yes. So the bruiser, the, the Bruise brothers were actually counted out along yes. with Shane Douglas earlier in the match. And what we've got it down to is it was uh, Rocco Rock. Yes. I think was just eliminated or Grunge was. So JT is the only one left on his team. He's all by himself. Here's the roller coming up here. Count it referee oh. line. And he picked it up. Here we go. So I think at this time period from memory, I think they were pushing JT against Douglas for the um, ECW World Heavyweight title. That's what they were pushing towards. Yep. But also on this night too, there's actually the tag champs and the world champ just teamed up. So the only title match you actually get on this whole night's card was the TV title. And that went for like a minute and 45 and watching the poor zebra get scraped off the ground, you know? Get five truck slams. Yep. What did he do? I mean, man, seriously. <laughs> did he take pictures of his wife or something? Or, you know, what's going on there? <laughs> Interesting action going on there, guys. Well, guys, we're at the time clock of 1 hour 18 minutes 35. So we're less than 20 minutes on the card with our main event left, there it goes. Uh, which is 19 minutes 35. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Before we actually kick into that part, though, I want to give another shout-out to a really good sponsor of ours, and that's Luxie. Uh, Luxie Grips, if you guys have a Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, or an Xbox 360, or an Xbox One, uh, Luxie Grips are actually grips that go onto your OLED sticks in the center part of your console. Uh, their website is luxie.com. That's L-A-X-E-D-Y.com. They do a range of different colors. They do mixed colors, blue and yellows, blue and whites, greens. Very good, actually, on your thumbs when you're playing. Uh, we have a special promotional code of BRO247. That is BRO247. You use that code, guys, you'll get 15% off all your products there at luxty.com. Then again, it's laxedy.com, promotional code BRO247. Main it, just event looks, time. it just looks weird that you see Bobby Eaton coming out to Sabu's song. It's just like, what the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it does. It does, especially with the bright pants, the 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 fluoro green and pink. 
And you got Sabu actually chained up. They were doing the whole Hannibal Lecter thing, where he was chained up with plastic chain. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They couldn't afford real ones because, you know, Kevin Sullivan was going around choking people and chasing the... Uh... Oh, God, he's... Oh, God, what the hell is he doing? Again. <laughs> oh, shoved him right out. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Heyman's on the... Okay, okay, what do you... What's he saying? You can't really tell... It's... Interesting. They can't really tell him what. Okay. That's... So he's doing the introdu- introductions for each member of the team. So he's introducing well, Bobby from Huntsville, Alabama, yeah. and then he'll talk about where Sabu's from. Nice little bit of a hug there. I love that the ripple on the actual tape just came up on the actual network. There, it was like definitely this has been recorded off a very old uh, video cassette from back in the day. Yes, the old VHS that you can convert to a long play, but then you end up with not a really good picture. That's right. That's right. Very true. I was having a laugh the other day. I was watching Seinfeld on um, Prime Amazon, and then I realised, yes, all those years that when they would do the Seinfeld marathons on TV, and we would long play our VHS tapes to try and tape yep. them all. Mm-hmm. And then we'd just go, why did we do that? Yeah. <laughs> I got but the DVD back. for that Christmas, and I'm like, oh, I got all the DVD now. Cool. Okay. And yeah. now it's all streaming. It's like, okay, it's so now what do I do with the DVDs? That's okay. There, there is no point of DVD anymore, sadly. No. It's all streaming services, and uh, oh, look at these guys. Arn Anderson putting up the four, the Funkster, and the Enforcer. Very nice. Look at these guys. Two of my favorite wrestlers right here. And if one day, if a Funko comes out of Arn Anderson and uh, Terry Funk, I will collect those. And I will That's show. That's a clash my of honor. styles. He's ripped, jacked up too, Arn. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. And I will show. You, I will eventually one day put this on my Twitter, but I might show you of uh, what I just found recently. Clean. Oh, my very cool! Look at that. Yeah, my Jake the Snake. Funko, so I'll, I'll actually take the photo and put it up on Twitter, guys, when the show drops, where Tom will talk about it and not do it. Well, I, I can't do everything. You I love the long hair. Of that, I love that long hair of that Roberts one. It's no, looking it's like the real rest, Yeah. What, what's the trunks? Is it the the teal color? Is it the green? No, it's the ones uh, oh, that cool. Look at that. Actually, this they is the one. They put so that... much detail into those Funkos now. Those pop vinyls. This is the actual <clears throat> one that he had where Stone Cold beat him up. Oh, the um, 1996. No, towards the, the end of his... Yeah, Austin 316. He doesn't really have the top on, but he's got the trunks of it. The living legend, Terry Funk. I always look one of my favorite things is to hear your Terry Funk impersonation. <laughs> what did he say? Um, what can will I... What, what could... Would I, 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 I be able to function... Would I be able to function normally? What are you doing? That's me trying. That's my Terry Funk. Yeah, it's shit. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Is it? Who is that? Who, who's that meant to be? Huh? Is that Arthur Funk or who's that? Yeah, who is, is that Dory <laughs> Funk Jr.? Oh, yeah. man. Don't hurt yourself. So Terry Funk has actually been featured in a, a number of our wrestling companions, guys, from our he film has. companion of Beyond the Mat. He was also featured in our ECW One Night Stand 2006 show. Teaming up with uh, Dreamer against Edge and Foley. Yes. And he also was in a few of our, um, what was it, the uh, Oh My God that we did last yes. year. 
with his he war was. against Mick Foley in Japan in IWA, and also uh, the was it uh, <laughs> um, what was it called the barbed uh, wire. Well, there was actually a name. It was from uh, Born to Be Wired. Was the event, yeah, and it was the, the barbed wire, wire rope. Match. Yeah, for the ECW title, which cut a, cut a tendon in uh, Sabu's leg, and Terry Funk got some barbed wire in the eye, and they were, and the match was just just yuck. It was just messy. Well, they got no stuck need. together, and they couldn't do anything. There's just too much wrapping. It's like no, we're stuck yeah. here. We can't do nothing. We can't do nothing. Here we go. The living legend Terry Funk taking on the madman from Sudan. Oh, no, hang on. Was that someone else? Was that Abdullah the Butcher, I think? I think it was Abdullah, yeah. Yeah. So Sabu actually had been featured in a Halloween Havoc show from last year too, taking on Mr. JL with Sheik with the fireball. Yeah, Sheiky baby. And was Bobby Eaton in LA? He was in our last episode for our Mortal Kombat 1990 show. Yes, he was. And Art Anderson as well, too. Yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, so this one here, just looking at my time check, goes for 1935. It does involve a few spots where it's, they're just in and out of the ring continuously. Yep. So... Why is this... Oh, Jesus. Why does he do that? When you throw a steel chair <laughs> behind you... It doesn't even look... I... I... Oh. Why is this match happening? Why? What is the storyline behind this? Do you know? So what I will try and pull up was what was the previous event prior to this? Because I know they had done a couple of small shows. So they did a Philadelphia show that mm-hmm. took place in May. So on that card, what do we have there? So, Bobby Eaton wasn't on that card. Okay. I'm just trying to think. I know that going in, there was oh, some God. stuff going on with oh, Terry Funk and Arn Anderson. What the hell? Through the table. Oh. Who put oh. that? Who set up that table? Arn, I think he did, but I think that backfired. And even the referee's <laughs> like, he just went through our table. What do you think want me to do? I've got to help my partner. I uh, know. <laughs> you go back to the rope, please. Hold the rope. He's my teammate. No, no, no. You go back to the rope. Oh, about to get extreme here. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh still chance of the side of the head. Good God. Jesus. Boy, and the referee, the referee's not doing nothing. Just let it nah, happen. This is the main event. Just let the boys do. Arn's not really helping his partner that much. All right. Bunker is getting back in the ring. So it was just a match, was it? Just, you know, because was Arn with WCW at this time? Well, I think he was still under contract with them. I know that yeah. there was some stuff going on with Terry Funk and Arn, which is why they're teaming up together. Okay. I'm just I'm opening up some of Arn's information from his 1994 year to see okay. was it was it a talent exchange? Because I know some oh, of that doing, was happening. He's doing the quiver. Funk's is doing the quiver after taking the the unprotected hit, uh, chair shot to the cranium. Oh, that that. Oh, here we go. Steel chair to the oh to the guts. He's saying it up. He's going to go for a... Oh, very nice. He's going to fall on the chair, head first into the chair. Fantastic, Terry Funk. Here we go. Bobby Eden getting tagged in. Oh. And I'm trying to look at this match here. Who were the good guys and who were the bad guys? Uh, I think Funk 
So Funk and Arnis Anderson are the, the faces. Okay. So who was the heel? Because he's uh, aligned with Paulie Dangerously. Yep, yep. So I'm just loading up here. I'm trying to see why he was there. You know what? You don't really need to worry about it. That's okay, man. Because just... it, it does seem like to say, like, in his 1993, he was still teaming up with Paul Roma. They were still doing the, the whole idea with the horsemen. Maybe they So there got... must have been something why he split. Oh, Arn Anderson versus Sabu. Arn Anderson's definitely been in the tanning booth right here. The washcloth on his head, the nice little bolt, the, you know, the flesh-covered yarmulke on his head. He's had some work done on it. Oh, here we go. He's going to wrestle him. The Clash of oh. Styles here. Clash of Styles. One knee into the lower extremities of Sabu. Oh, look, he wants it. Oh, forearm shot to Sabu. Picks him up. Oh, just slams him down with authority. Knee. Oh, Eden goes down. So what we've got here, I found this website that actually was talking about, it says here, we've all seen the documentaries by now put out by the WWE. ECW was a small upstart promotion go. that got raided by the evil money bags of Ted Turner before the WWF were smart enough to recognize the opportunity to work with ECW in exchange for some of their talent. Mm-hmm. We can trace the first agreement between the two companies in April. WCW was setting up to promote Slamboree in May, which was being held in Philadelphia. Yes. They approached ECW wanting to promote the pay-per-view on ECW's TV. In mm-hmm. return, Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson appeared on the ECW TV taping to set up a main event in May between Eaton and Sabu against Funk and Anderson. Oh so my this God, was so, the, so this was a bit of a talent exchange. Figure four yeah, attempt here. Figure figure four. Oh, oh, we're going to still chair in the ring. No, the referee says no. No chairs. Not going to happen. It says here there was also more to this simple story, though. Paul Heyman, the last person that you expect to hold a grudge over a dismissal from WCW, didn't yeah. want to work with them. Yeah. Heyman was quoted in the Pro Wrestling Torch saying, uh, there is nothing they, WCW, could offer me to associate with them. They have the greatest wealth of Old talent driver. assembled under one roof oh and don't God. know what to do with it. So it was Bobby, actually an, ex- it was an exchange program between okay. the two. Yeah. Bobby Eaton was just pole driven by Terry Funk on a part of a table. A broken piece of table. <laughs> a, a piece of table. A piece of table. And the ref just chucks it out. He is not. Beautiful Bobby Eaton getting be- Oh, here we go. He wants... Oh, my God. He came to play. Hard slam again with authority. No one messes with the with the enforcer. I don't Just think slamming even, him down. Yeah, no sell, no sell. Drop, drop kick. Falls, Going top fall rope Jeez. Uh, Terry Funk hasn't even been tagged in, so he just walks in the ring. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just going to need to talk to Shabu for a minute. He's working like the Lucha Bros, eh? Just no yeah. tags. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is a triple A tag team match right here. All right, everyone <laughs> come together. Moonsault, so, moonsault, do it, Terry. Uh, oh, you know, for a minute there, I actually thought that Terry Funk was going to jump off the top rope on, on Anderson. To the outside. And, <laughs> and I'm like, for God's sake, even back then. But even that oh. happens in wrestling today where there'll be a tag team matchup and the actual tag team partner will jump out to take out the opponent and his own tag team partner. Yeah, I know. And you know what that is? <laughs> you know what that is? That's bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's absolute BS. 
All right. Oh, here we go. The man-man, he's going up. Oh, he does it, and he hits it. Hang on. Wait a minute. They weren't tagged in. Yeah, they're but, not the legal no, men. No, they're not. But they're counting three. I John, think from memory, I think, I think it's Anderson and Sabu were the legals. Yeah, yeah. But Funks is like, <laughs> i got to hit you with a power bomb. i got to get the win. A one, two. Oh, I got quite there. There wasn't a three. Come on. Come on, Mick. Come on. I don't know what that is. Oh, look you put, at that. You're talking some Linda McMahon in here. Yeah, well, with a bit of, you know, for some reason. I don't know. I'm tired. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is good. What? That's just a lazy cover right there, Funk. I sound like JR now. If you hook a leg. If you hook a leg, you'll get, you you're get holding, the win. Yeah, hook a win and you tell a, you know, tell a story. Snatch a headlock. Oh, DDT, DDT. Oh! Funks has got a, a... Now, that actual DDT spot there has been shown in many ECW documentaries. Has it? Of Funk standing on his feet, jogging, and then planning that DDT. I've seen that in a lot of different ECW videos. Look, you're not beautiful. I'm beautiful. God damn it, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm the beautiful one. He's just it's... swinging. Oh, I answer. What's he... That's a maneuver. He's, he's choking. He's choking. Sabu. Oh my god. We're going to some wrestling action. He's got on top of him. Hey, get off him. No, I'm on top. No, I want to get. He shoulders down the camera ref. Oh, you're not legal. Oh. But he actually is legal, though. He is the legal person. No, this, is tri- this is Triple A right here, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a tornado tag now. But, you know, all we need is some straps. Let's strap into each. Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing it up again, you idiot. What? You don't like my idea. You don't like my idea. No, I liked it that everyone got strapped together and they all have to wrestle each other. Sorry, mate. You're all tangled up. Move back. Move back. Go under. Oh, my God. (laughs) He landed on his head. Jesus A a somersault flip from in out. Somersault puncher. (laughs) Look at Straw Hat, dude. Yeah, this is good action. Yeah, I love it. Get him. Oh, my God. Anderson with a steel chair. Oh my god, he's just that murdering That was loud, as it echoed. I'll take your word for it. I, like I said, I'm, only, I'm listening to this with the closed caption on. And, uh, oh god. Oh, what do you want me to do, huh? Look at Arn right. wanting him to get back I'll in. Arn, you've, Arn, you've taken him out with chairs, they are they going to get back in? You've hurt them already. Alright, I'll stand back here. But I'm legal, damn it. I'm legal, damn it, now. Now there's a tag. Now the enforcer's in. Who's he going for? Oh, drop kick. Beautiful. Oh. That just made me laugh. The Anderson chair shot at both of them, got back in the ring and said, someone get back in now. It's like, you, this you just, is wrestling. They're selling your moveset. You should have oh. hit him on with the chair and rolled him back in instead of just hopping back in and going, all right, come on. Man, there's a, he's going up again. Sabu. And he hits it. He, ne- he always hits it. Perfectly. Oh. And doesn't want to go for a cover. And also, yeah, we didn't mention uh, the Sabu Rey Mysterio that we covered as well, with the uh, DDT through the tables for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, yep. which ended where, well, I'm calling it, I'm calling it, we'll stop it. I'm calling it. <laughs> hey, what, was your, what was the name of your boy that you were talking about in the last episode, the hairdresser? Oh, I forgot his name now. Yeah, yeah. I had I, it all I written listen, down. I had it, I listened to it, the episode the other day, and Oh, jeez, Arn Anderson's convulsing. 
It's a good leg drop. Yeah, it was a beautiful. What what's happened to Funk? What the? What he's, he's, he's wrapped he's, up in? A... He, what's it, what is going? Oh my he's god! He's wrapped up in. Is that a curtain or is, is that, that a sh- part of the the ring or is it a ship? Uh, what did he have? What what's hell? going on here? It's like I think that's part of the ring apron. Yeah, only to, he fell over. What the? Jesus Christ, this is messy. <laughs> oh, he did fall over. Oh, yeah. Don't laugh, yeah. Tom. Don't laugh. Tom, you, not you, to can laugh. laugh. you can laugh at that. Oh, oh look, Tom. Man. Look, Tom. It's a real... It's a chin Ooh, it's lock. Got a, a chin lock out. Look out. Oh, oh okay. What happened there? Tape's, tape's a bit wonky. Did you see that? Action right here. Action, action. Yes, the old, tape, should... the old tape fuzz. Yeah, that's um, Capital Carnage. Oh, in the United, and I, I just need to fix it up. The Jacqueline uh, and Sable moment yep. in Capital, what was it? Capital Combat? Capital, or Capital Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. It wasn't, she wasn't on the back of uh, Teddy Long, who was Tim White. That's right. That. Yes. Yeah, and then we got to see the, the flicky tape. So for those of you who want to search for that online, you got to write Timmy White because he was the ref in that one. It wasn't it wasn't Teddy Long, it was Timmy White. Yeah. God bless you, sir. And then Timmy White suicides every week on SmackDown back in the day. I remember was... the episode of Something to Wrestle where Conrad asked um, yep. Bruce, "How did you go about that?" And he said, "Yeah, Vince just asked her, would you be interested in doing this spot in the matchup where your top falls out?'" And she's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Just yeah, accepted. It it's like there was no, there was no issue. Just said, okay, yeah. I'm Chocolate fine. titties. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't do that much anymore. I noticed. No, no. Yeah, I, I haven't checked he's... out their show in a few months now. Yeah. Actually, they they were meant to cover um in your house number one. Oh yeah. You're done. Yeah, because that's what recently been announced for NXT oh. Takeover. Anderson. With so the, the fans are actually all pointing up to the. It looks like where the camera tripod no. would be. See them all pointing. Yeah, but that's where, that's where Funk and Eaton's headed up now. Yeah, they're already gone. They, they've gone away. Even the referees looking at it too. Another another DDT. Oh no! Is that? And then he's calling it. That's it. Oh, where you going? Now, here we go. Look up. Look up here. Look. Yeah, where you going? The fans Stop. are lifting. The fans are helping him go up. Look, they're carrying him up. Why? <laughs> You're all mine. I got you. This is like, oh my god. Beautiful Bobby Eaton ain't going to be... Oh, there's a still chair. Don't do... That's going to fall on the fan. <laughs> Move, people. That is three DDTs by the Enforcer. What is going on here? He's, look how... Oh, he's going to fall. Look at that. Oh, yeah, it's two... Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. We're going to take a, a power driver <laughs> up the top. Um, and nobody's going to see it. There it is. The spine on the pine. Look at that whip, though. Bam! Sweep. Just sweeps those back legs. So good. So effing good. Oh, you hear on. what Dobby stole? Spine on the pine, he shouts out. That's right. That's right. Actually, I said it first, and then he said it. I know what's going He heard you say, did he? What? What? Oh. what the hell? What the? Was it? Oh. Yeah. Look, <laughs> we have security. the public enemy. Oh. It was Rocco Rock having a go at the fans there. And there's the yeah, security with the wall. I think. Oh <laughs> I, I nearly slipped. This is a cluster. That man in the white shirt should not tuck his shirt into his pants. Yep. Yeah, it shows your belly off. From one fat brother to another, don't do that. <laughs> there's that bro, one bro, some advice for you, mate. 
Untuck that shit, mate. Untuck <laughs> it. And don't wear white. Wear black. <sighs> Why are these guys here? Go away. Go away. Leave. Leave. Yeah, hold each other. No, leave. Come on. Come on, Terry. Get in the ring, goddammit. Well, the, the, the feud going through is Terry oh, Funk no. coming across. Terry's are going after Shane Douglas. Uh, and the public enemy are actually with Douglas, so they're trying to correct. take Funk out of ECW. Okay, so he Arn Anton's getting beat up by them. Oh, oh, well, Eaton's gone now. So hang on, is he doing what? He's doing the the crosswing chicken hold onto a. Okay, one, two. Uh, oh, if that was going to be the end, the roll like, Yep, just take a sh- no. That was a shitty roll up. That was so <laughs> just, shit. Just fall into me, huh? Yeah, I'll pull no. you in. Just come on. What's that? What were we meant to do? Fall. It just looks so crazy seeing arms swinging chairs around. I'm, I just yeah. don't imagine this happening. Same. He doesn't come across as a hardcore dude. Just like arm, um, we want you to go over oh, to ECW Shut for a, for a talent exchange and just go hardcore. You know, yeah, he's really selling the knees now. That knee buckle reminds me in um, the. Uh, Oh my god, still chair shot. The part in, uh, what's it called? Oh, uh, beyond the mat, when he rolls his ankle walking down to, <laughs> uh, don't laugh. You, I knew you were gonna laugh at that, you sick asshole. You love that part. <laughs> when he slips in the, the tire hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's walking back to his car. Yeah. I'm not booked. I'm uh-huh. not booked. I'm not booked. And it's my last match. I want you to be there. It's my last match. So no, just cool. then, as uh, Terry went for a chair shot oh. on Sabu, Sabu moved, and Terry accidentally hit Arn Anderson. So, so uh, Terry Funk is now selling a chair shot, but hasn't dropped no, yet. No, he hasn't, because he's not even... He's putting his hands up, and now he's going... I mean, yeah. I, 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 who the hell am I? That's four chair shots right there, guys. Good selling. Uh, oh, here we go. You want to hit me with a chair? Someone's going to die. And where was it? Paul Heyman and Arn Anderson. What's he doing? Wait a minute, what? Arn yep. Anderson, oh my God, has just turned his back on his tag yep. team partner. He's trying to break the ankles. Taking out both legs now. Oh, the uh, Andersons and the Funkster, and the Funkers never got along. You hit me with a chair, did you? All right, then. Yeah, this is take out you. those legs. <laughs> Oh my god, what's he going for here? Well, he's telling him, you take it then. You take it. You take it, you take it. Half Boston Crab. Yeah. He spits on him and walks away. Arn Anderson. He did just spit on him, look at that. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> he's. Is he tapping? He tapped, yep, yeah, he called it. I quit, I quit. That was a real cluster of a main event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a... Excuse my French again. That was an almighty clusterfuck. <laughs> I would like to have that on a shirt. Listen to the broadcast. Oh, my God, look out. He's going to buy the remaining hair. The remaining hairs. And is that it? No. Oh. In my hand, I hold money. Money that I need to give to my clients. Because I like to bounce checks. So... <laughs> So this is the end now, isn't it? This is the end. So he's actually cutting a promo saying that Terry Funk, he's he's trying to drive Terry Funk out of Eastern Championship Wrestling. We're driving you out of this company. Right, yeah. So we've got two minutes of promos. 
Uh, no, we've got yes, yes, we do. Okay. Well, while this promo is happening, I think I should mm. give an actually an announcement of our new sponsor, guys. Ooh. We are actually talking about TriumphChairs.com. Now that means that not only has the broadcast got gaming drinks, we've got gaming grips. We now have gaming chairs. Now, guys, TriumphChairs.com actually has all your chair needs for your gaming stations, if it's PC or online-based games or console-based games. And today, we're actually giving you a new promotional code, BRO247, gets you 10% off your purchases at TriumphChairs.com. That is uh, TriumphChairs.com. Use the promotional code BRO247, and once again, get 10% off your purchases. So Rogue Energy... Luxy.com and Triumph Chairs. What do you think about that one? Look at us. Look at your boys. We we branch out, and they branch back at us, and we're making a bit of dosh. It's good. It's good stuff. I actually stuff checked like. out some of their gaming chairs, and some of them are really fancy, like built-in speaker systems you can put yes. into them, the padding and stuff like that. I'm like, that yes, is really please. good. Oh. I'm just using like a desk chair now, and I'm like, I need a gaming chair from TriumphChairs.com. I do. I'm using a couch. I'm actually using a couch. I think, yep, I need myself a ter- Terry Funk descending. That's, and that's it, guys. Terry Funk and looking into the screen. So, what would, have, what would have happened next was Hostile City Showdown 1994, Ooh. which happened a month later. Yep. Uh, I'll just kind of recap some of that card. We had Tommy Dreamer defeated Hack Myers. The Tasmaniac defeated Pitbull 1 in a dog collar match. Ooh. The Bruise Brothers defeated Mr. Hughes and Shane Douglas. Tommy Tyro defeated Sandman by DQ in a cane on a pole match. Oh, God. The Public Enemy uh, defeated Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk for the tag belts by no contest. It was thrown out after 13 minutes. <laughs> uh, Mikey Whipwreck uh, retained his title against Rock and Rebel by DQ for the TV title. Okay. And in the main event, Sabu defeated Cactus Jack in 13 minutes and that was also a part of the talent exchange because Cactus was also a member of um, WCW at that time period and that's it guys there we go guys that was our first Eastern Championship Wrestling for our wrestling companion I think it was number 42 for episode 64 of the broadcast podcast Uh, any closing comments out before we finish up this episode what a great little show this was guys it was short and sweet Um, actually kind of nice to go back and watch like I said before, a program that I had no idea about. That I had no idea that the Funkster and Arn Anderson, two of my favorite old school wrestlers, teamed up one night and you saw the repercussions of what happened next. Yeah, good show. Very fun show. So what I might do, guys, also is actually announce what we're doing for next month, and we are actually doing TNA. We've actually talked about when we dropped our tweet a few weeks ago talking about how we're going to be focusing on the classic old days of wrestling, and we're actually going back to, we're doing a Slammiversary L. And do you know what Slammiversary was known for? Isn't their Slammiversary like their Starcade or WrestleMania? It was kind of like their big anniversary event. Yeah, yeah, but there was yeah. one particular match out that they used to do at a same anniversary. And it's something that you and I have talked a lot about off mic and also on mic. And would you like to take a guess of what match it's going to be? Uh, Mountain? King of yep. the Mountain? We are oh, talking no, about I... the no, King of I... the Mountain match. We are doing, uh, I'm going to officially announce it today. We are actually doing TNA, uh, Slammiversary 2000 and, 
and six, looking at my timeline. Now, yep. this was actually a King of the Mountain match for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Yep. The main event is Christian Cagel uh-huh. as our NWA champion, defending yep. his title against Abyss, Ron Killings, Sting, and Jeff Jarrett. Right. And, check out, and check out this co-main event. Samoa yep. Joe, who was Ooh. the X Division champion, taken on Scott Steiner. Oh, yep. and that was that. That's a brawl. It's a really good matchup. Uh, also on the card, we had AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels take on America's Most Wanted for the NWA Tag Team Titles. Ooh. We had Chris Sabin take on Kevin Nash. Yep. What? Also on the card, Senshi, uh, Sanjay Dutt, Alex Shelley, Jay Lethal, Shark Boy, and Petey Williams in an X Division Elimination Match. What's the X Division? I'm not talking to you about that. It's no limit cell. Uh, also, Rhino taking on Bobby Roode and Scott Demore in a two-on-one handicap match. Oh. And the first match to kick us off is Team 3D against the James Gang in a bingo hall brawl street fight. So we're getting it's, Dudleys it's, and Outlaws. Oh, the James Gang is the Outlaws, isn't it? Yes, it was uh, after the times of the Voodoo Kid Mafia. What year are we doing? <laughs> what year were we going back? This is 2006. 2006. Okay. So we're going to kind of take turns, guys. Each month we're going to do a TNA, and then we'll go WCW, NWA, and then back to the TNA show. And so this will be done on the TNA Impact Plus network, correct? Yes, so I have uh, access to that app, and oh, I'm, going so Alan, I'm going to give yeah. Alan my login, and you can bask in all the glory of Impact Wrestling and TNA, uh, Al, so you can catch up on some of the content there. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie, this sounds incredibly... I don't know any of the results. I don't want to know any of the results. I'm going to be happily sitting back here and watching this pay-per-view for you, with you because the only one I've ever watched was TNA 1. Yep. And that was with last year during TNA May where we watched it at your place. So I'm going to have to get off my ass now because we're still going to be doing do this recording via Skype and I'm going to have to sit down and watch a TNA show by myself and then I'm going to talk to you about it. Well, you get to enjoy the King of the Mountain and all the cluster that it was where you have to, if you pin an opponent or submit them, they go on the pod and then you yourself actually have to hang the belt to win the belt. So, Yeah. (laughs) Bring it on. Alright guys, as again, uh, you can check out all information about The Brocast directly on our Twitter, at The Brocast T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T uh, You can also check us out directly on Instagram, at The Brocast Podcast, and one last thing before we finish up guys, I want to give a shout out to a great podcast that I think you guys should check out want to know things about video games how about consumer oriented reviews honest opinions hot takes and predictions well you're listening to the right ad introducing the lit gaming arena podcast season two we bring you two episodes every week terminal news which focuses on all the latest gaming news you'll ever need and the lga cast where we talk about all the games we're playing in the gaming industry in general and we do not hold back any punches 
We also have the occasional wacky guest. So don't miss out. Subscribe to us today. You can find us on our website, lga.gg, and on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. Again, that's the Lit Gaming Arena podcast at lga.gg. All right, guys, we are back, and we're at the tail end of what has been a really good show, marking our 64th episode and our 42nd Wrestling Companion. And I've just figured out that we haven't had have got a song to play at the end of the show. What song was would you like to, to insert? Well, I was about to suggest the the founder of the Four Horsemen, one of my favourites, Arn Anderson. Let's have a bit of Arn as our ending song. I'll go and find that song and put it in. So stay behind, guys. There'll be another promo playing after our outro, and then you'll be checking out Arn's song at the very end. So again, check us out, TBK, uh, the broadcast, B-R-O-K-A-S-T, Instagram. The emails can come to broadcast2 at gmail.com. Shout out there to Rogue Energies. (laughs) Alan, try to do the closure, please. Just shut the fuck up, please. Oh, RogueEnergy.com, LuxyGrips.com, and TriumphChairs.com. Get your discounts using promotional codes, including Bro247 and also 2702. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or... Good night. It's your friendly Australian power here, Josh Robinson from the Wrestling Reverb Podcast. You can join me and my co-host Kevin Carroll every week on Wrestling Reverb where we talk all things pro wrestling. You can listen to Wrestling Reverb anywhere you listen to podcasts including iTunes, Spotify and Anchor. And of course, Wrestling Reverb is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network.